Comic Clan, or welcome to the Comics of the Cross podcast. I, of course, am always your host, Cross, and I am not joined by Nitro this week. Nitro is once again out the house. He has stepped away, but thankfully I managed to find a pretty phenomenal replacement. If you were here back in May, you may remember my guest host for today. He was on, um, gracing us with his presence, and he's agreed to do the same again today. I'd like to introduce uh, comic book author Lewis Southard is here to help me out today. Lewis, thank you so much for coming back on the show, man. I greatly appreciate it. It's a pleasure to be back. I really enjoyed coming on the first time. Uh, when I came, I was uh, promoting my newest book at the time, uh, Villain Seeking Hero. But now I'm just back. I'm just back to hang out. I'm just yeah. back. To, I'm just back to talk about comics. Just, just chill like one of the boys. Yeah, absolutely, so, man. I mean, we had a good bit of comic talk when we were when you were on last time. So I thought, you know what, let's bring him back on and let's you know delve deep here into some stuff. Let's you know get yeah, him we, involved in the conversation. We had a bit of good comic talk uh, during during our uh, I guess the pre-show, just this chatting a bit. Yeah, so, to, to the point of like we almost missed like the the start of the show. Like, oh yeah, I need to go live yeah. with this podcast at some point. Where we're getting a bit. Yeah, we were like, you know it. what? Let's let's just not worry about the show. Let's just hang out. Let's just talk. And, and it's like, well, we could do that here too. So yeah, it's like, so let's yeah, we'll go live and pretty much continue what we were doing for. Um, so I want to give some shoutouts actually into okay, um, the chat who are just coming in here. Thank you so much for coming to join us. Thank you for that follow, Queen Gamington, um, also known as Rosa Eden, a friend of mine from over on Facebook. And mm -hmm. um, they actually do some gaming stuff over there. And um, so let me post a link in chat go over there check out digital unicorn gaming and that crew over there are absolutely phenomenal and uh, mel and rose are people have started to get to know over there so thank you for joining us queen gamington i love the name and um, but guys if you're not following them go ahead and click on that link i will post it um, later on in the show as well and thank you of course ever to l tommy joining us here today uh, tommy did you finish your binge he has been desperately trying to binge Umbrella Academy season one and two in preparation oh, okay. for being here today. So I'm kind of curious if he if he well, made it to the end. We're gonna ruin it for you, so uh, better yeah, so, turn off the the stream and go. Yeah, finish. full disclosure: if you have not finished watching Umbrella Academy season two, we're going to touch on the comics, we're going to touch on season one, but this is mostly a deep dive into the newest season, season two. There are going to be spoilers. I am not even going to do like a little, this is a start, you can stay for a little bit and then, you know, you can jump back in later. It's like, no, we're we're just going to delve in to this. You know what happens? Like... It, it, we gave him a warning. We let him know what's going on. But it, it'll be my cross to bear. If anybody gets mad at us, please direct all the hate mail towards me. I'll, I'll, I'll take it. There you go. Lewis has taken it all over that way. I will post his social medias up as well so you can get in yeah, contact yeah. with him directly. As well. <laughs> um, Please send all your slurs and derogatory message towards me. I, I've been on the internet long enough that it doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> um, and yep, Tommy says, I finished the binge, finished it last night. Awesome, man. Um, Great. Chuck it in chat. Tommy, what did you think of the show, man? Did you enjoy it? Um, I, I know I did I, I am not going to lie I binged this in like one day like this came out in the 31st and that was my evening I spent that night till like the early hours of the morning just binging I, I'm a massive Umbrella Academy fan although I'm being shown up here to be completely honest because oh, yeah, yeah. Lewis came in the show let's like this let's give him a taste let's yeah, give him a taste this. real quick show them this man like uh, we, we went all out we even got the knee socks got it all <laughs> give him a twirl yeah man <laughs> 
Yeah, did show off. I mean, like, I turned on the stream. I had no idea he was doing this, by the way. He had not told me he's coming on, like, dressed up as number <laughs> five. And I turned this on, and he's got the sweater vest on, and, like, the I, little uh, shorts. I'm like, oh, my goodness, he's gone all out. I, I, I had some coffee, too. I was going to... Oh, I, I you should have had... Perfect... I'm going to see... No, I drank it. Cup. I drank it. And I was just like, well, that's it. Well, there you go. That's it. It's done now. Yeah. Oh, man. It's like... But, yeah, like, I... I as you can probably tell, Lewis has gone all out for this, so I'm guessing he's a big fan of the oh, Umbrella wait. Academy stuff as well. No, actually, I, this was just my, my, my Sunday evening outfit. Oh, it's I, just, I, that's I, just your Sunday outfit, yeah. Yeah, I, I forgot that we were, I was even doing this, you know? I was just lounging around, smoking out of a pipe, you know, by the fire. And then I was like, wait a minute, I have something to do today. And I, it's, just a, it's just a lucky coincidence. Yeah, just lucky coincidence. It managed to match up perfectly with what, you know... Yeah, crazy how the world talking. works out. Uh, Tommy's saying he did enjoy it for today so before we delve into Umbrella Academy we do have some news topics I also have a little bit of housekeeping to shout out all our usual stuff get that out the road um, first of all you can see I have been messing about with their, our stream we have a new bar down here there's road to 200 followers we're trying to get up to 200 followers on Twitch and um, we are now at 167 thank you to Queen Gamington for following the channel so if you're Thank not following the channel already or you have friends you know would absolutely love to join in the conversation love to be part of our comic clan then by all means let them know help us hit that 200 mark and help us push that that's the next big boundary for us and you guys have been amazing for following us so thank you for i can't believe i've been doing this, this is like episode 19 now like people keep coming oh, wow. back for this and i'm like i don't know why i'll be honest it's me and nitro rambling most weeks but apparently that gets views so i feel the same way about writing like whenever a book comes out i was like wait people are reading this this isn't this doesn't make any sense yeah it's like something's not right here why it's yeah like, oh we're reading it we love it why it's like why i look in the mirror and i'm like i don't like you but everyone else does and it just yeah it's like it's, it's just bizarre and so first of all let me throw up and um, some social stuff for whoo that's the wrong button for our special guest um, right. I'm doing good by the way. I've managed to add this to a button and everything. I'm getting used to oh, this wow. new chat bot. So up in chat now is all the social media links for Mr. Lewis Southerd on Twitter. Listen, you're where you're, you're well more adept than I am in this sort of thing. I I, I use Twitch to watch this show, of course. And of course, of course. Of course. But like <laughs> I d I don't I barely I barely use it. I, I, it's a good thing. It's appropriate that I'm wearing the five costume because I very much am a an old man in the young man's body. <laughs> like, uh, like with TikTok, TikTok's getting banned in the country, right? Like, all oh, my friends devastated. And I, I completely like, missed I, that craze. I'll be I honest. didn't even I didn't, download it. Like, I didn't get on the TikTok hype train, and then everyone's like, "Oh my goodness, we're getting rid of TikTok," and I'm like. I had no idea what it was really. I'll be honest. I still don't know how to work it. Never downloaded the app, so. And still one of those. The only app I use is is Instagram and Twitter occasionally. That's yeah. it. I'm uh, a luddite. Oh hey, shout out to Isaac over at the Infinity Bros. Here you go. This is another one of the amazing tricks I've learned. I'm going to give them an actual proper shout out on Twitch. Heck yeah. Watching the Infinity Bros last night was absolutely hysterical. They were playing that new Fall Guys game that everyone's playing, and oh yeah, their commentary during that was just phenomenal. Hey, it worked. Um, so go ahead, check out them. The Infinity Bros, they are massive, massive friends of the podcast. They, we've been following each other since before we were even starting the podcast, before they were even the Infinity Bros. I was following them. Um, were they before they were the Infinity Bros? Yeah, uh, they were the off-topic gamers. 
Oh, okay. I, I was hoping the finite friends, but... <laughs> the finite friends, that's amazing. <laughs> no, they were the off-topic gamers, and they had the amazing idea of, let's do a podcast while attempting to play games mm-hmm. at the exact same time live, and it, it was interesting. Um, <laughs> but yeah, these guys are absolutely phenomenal. Go check them out. And Isaac, at least Isaac is going to be on the show next week. He's my guest okay. host for next week. I'm, we're trying to get more of the bros on, but Apparently, getting like all six of them together is like an impossibility. There's six bros. Yeah, like that is literally. I, I'm still trying to work out who's which, like Infinity Stone. That's <laughs> that's like my goal right now. Is there's six of you and there's six Infinity Stones. Who's who? Mm-hmm. Like who's which stone? Like that has to be. You know, and I intend to be the Infinity Gauntlet that finally brings them all together because they can't even do that on their own podcast. So, like, that's my goal is that's, to get that, them all that's together. That's an impressive goal. Jeez, I could not handle. I could not handle six brothers. Are they actually brothers or are they are they friends? Uh, they're just friends. If they were six oh, okay. brothers, that would be actually amazing to actually. That'd get be that so done. cool. Just like just me and my five closest brothers are just hanging out, playing games, chilling. That'd be oh, incredible. Yeah, that would actually be phenomenal. That'd uh, be a wow. good podcast. Yeah, Chaz actually jumping here, and Isaac saying thanks to Skeet Spot, absolutely, and John, hey John, how you doing man, John Sanchez, a good friend of us as well, everyone Hello, how John. you doing, yeah we're doing good man, uh, Isaac saying that's a great question with the bros, like I'm telling you Isaac, we're going, I'm going to work out who's which stone, that's <laughs> that's one of my goals, uh, Queen Gamington's still hanging about, thank you so much, got more shares for you through Messenger for you, thank you so much for and the shout out on your channel as well, they give a shout out on their Facebook page, so absolutely thank you for that, uh, that would be amazing, yeah, I'm doing great John, thanks, how are you guys doing, yeah we're doing good as well John, um, good, we're getting a good bit of conversation going with monks to chat themselves as well, always love to see it, that's great, um, you'd love to see fashion, oh yeah absolutely, um, so for the stuff we've got going on as well, further shout outs, you can of course now pick up Comics in the Cross merchandise that I am nicely. Oh, that's cool. The only sucky thing is like my camera like comes to here, but the logo starts here, so I'm like, I have to... <laughs> so I can't even show it off without like pulling the shirt up or standing up. So what type of fabric is it? It's cotton. It's actually it's it's really good. Like I got it off. We got it made on Teespring, and I'm like, it's actually oh, that's good. It's actually really good quality. Like I've never bought for Teespring before, but it's really good quality. And I like. I'm a big fan of t-shirts, and let me just say, cotton t-shirts, they're pretty much up there. So oh, that's yeah. good to know. Oh, I, yeah. I very much. You you've piqued my interest. Yeah, these are and... great quality, and it's like, and also in our store, if you're fancy, I know Nitro's a big fan of them. If you ever feel like you know. I know you've got some bare legs showing there. It's going to be hitting winter soon. If you feel like getting yourself a pair of Comics in the Cross leggings, we do sell leggings as well. Leggings now? Yeah, we've got leggings. Oh, my Lord. Still to sell a pair of them, but we sell... You're diversifying. I I appreciate that. We've got leggings. We've got hoodies. and We also now have um, kids' T-shirts and baby onesies as well. Mm-hmm. And of course, because of our amazing pandemic that is taking place across the world, we have Comics in the Cross masks available for sale as well. It's the glorious pandemic, this beautiful pandemic. Yeah, this beautiful pandemic that has taken over the world. We have masks available with the Comics in the Cross logo on it because I am going to put our logo on anything that may possibly sell at any point, That'd just in case. Um, you, so should we... get, you should get one, you should design like something with your faces on it, you and Nitro. Yes, 100%. That'd be cool. Or like you two as superheroes or something. Mm. I need to talk to Nitro about that. He is one of Yeah, Nitro's an artist. Yeah, yeah he's the artist. Not. That needs to be a t-shirt. Absolutely. That has to be a t-shirt of some sort. 
But now that I give you the idea, I get like a 5% commission on everything. Oh, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, you got a commission. Yeah, of course, obviously, obviously. We'll, we'll even do My... like a, spe a special like limited run one with you on it with us, you know? So it's... Oh, of course. You, yeah. you have to use code uh, Southerd to get your 10% off. <laughs> yep, use code Southerd. And just for that, <laughs> we're making sure you go in the t-shirt dressed as five. I will never let you forget this cosplay. This will be the outfit forever. Good. Uh, to yeah. advertise you this. I should come back on every show <laughs> I appear on with this outfit and this outfit alone. Yeah, one hundred percent. Doesn't matter what we're talking about, if it's related exactly. or not. It's you know, absolutely. Honestly, it, it's a pretty comfy outfit. I'm not gonna lie. I'm gonna say it doesn't look too bad. I mean, shorts and a sweater vest, man. It's like, you know, you're rocking it, man. You're rocking it. If, I, I'm thinking about just going out later dressed up like this and see what happens. <laughs> to see if you get any sort of reaction, like you'll you'll maybe get like one person if you're lucky that gets the reference, and everyone else is like, "What's that weirdo doing walking about in a school uniform?" Yeah, it's like I didn't <laughs> realize the boarding schools were still in session. It's yeah. Like, oh, well. Yeah, he's been uh, he's been held back a few years. Not that many though. <laughs> yeah. Not that many though. It's like you know. Well, that, that poor soul. That poor soul. <laughs> um, also, as well, along with our merchandise, you of course right above Lewis over there, you can see we do have um, our sponsor, Gamer Grind Co. Hashtag on that grind, the number one coffee for gamers. Um, and chat, you can go ahead and click on that link, and you can purchase some amazing coffee from them. Um, as well as doing that, you can also get. Um, comics to cross coffee mug and sticker available in our store over there so go ahead and definitely check that out so the last time i was here you astounded me by telling by revealing to me that there is coffee for gamers yep. and that has never left my mind and i'm I, I wanted to ask but i wasn't sure if you were still sponsored by them but i'm, I'm so glad i'm so glad that you are i remember what were the, what were the types of coffees again they have uh, multiple uh, oh yeah they've got multiple right? brands so like uh, my favorite one is probably headshot so I've got Headshot, okay. Killstreak, Checkpoint, and they've got Dark Ops, which is a special like dark Ooh. blend only one. And that's like a dark roast, right? Yeah. And a, oh, a lot of these yeah. you can get in multiple roasts, but like Dark Ops is their dark roast blend mm -hmm. um, specifically. And then also there's friends of the show who are also sponsored by them who have get, got their own coffee. So I am 100% constantly on the website waiting for that option to become available i am 100 percent going to get a comics and the cross like coffee if that becomes an option again That'd be the peak of your existence to have yeah. your own coffee absolutely That'd be awesome. man it's like, <laughs> I've, I've already got a name for it as well if we do get oh, it, what is it? I'm going, we're going to call it because it's coffee and it helps get you going in the morning we're going to call it up up and away that is that's genuinely clever that like I'm, like I'm i'm genuinely impressed by that that's cool <laughs> gonna call it up up and away because it ties in like that it gets you up and going but it's also the superhero reference i'm like mm -hmm. that 100 nobody and nobody can sue you for it but everyone knows the reference exactly everyone knows the reference wow. but i'm not mentioning anything specific that's not on brand it's mm -hmm. like it's just up up and away it's like you know so like gamer grind if you guys are watching i know you pop in every now and again it's like when it becomes available you reach out to me if i've not got you already i'm 100 i want a comics in the cross up up and away coffee that's that's going to happen at some point in the future that's my goal at the moment is to get that to happen that's that's a good goal i respect that uh tommy in the chat saying your outfit looks very comfortable lewis thank you thank you it is so yeah man it's like he's he's, he's rocking it like i expect this all the time now and uh, same mm -hmm. as well like i like it up up and away and like yeah 100 percent gamer grind i'm i I'm waiting for it. They can only do like so much at a time, I think, and then they mm -hmm. shut down the option to buy it for your store. But like, I'm 100% getting us our own coffee. That's I'm All a right. I'm a coffee addict. I'm, I'm like kindred spirits with number five on that level of like I am obsessed with coffee. It's like I love coffee so much, and I'm like I I need to get us our own coffee. I can't drink as much coffee as as I used to. Uh, 
now I, now I'm drinking tea, so nothing but chamomile. Oh, so you became a tea drinker. Yeah, yeah, living living lively over here. So there you go, man. Rocking. Hey, nothing wrong with a nice chamomile tea, you know. Help chill you out in the evenings. Nothing wrong with that at all. Yeah, it's very it's very <laughs> exciting. Absolutely, you know, rock hard parties. You know, he's hardcore mm -hmm. with his chamomile tea and his schoolboy outfit. <laughs> <laughs> That's quite the sight. <laughs> you know what? But if, if somebody were to do that, I, I'm not even just thinking me. If somebody was wearing a schoolboy outfit, like at the, at the best part of your life, imagine the best part of your life, there's some dude in the corner of the room in a schoolboy outfit drinking tea. I want to talk to that person. I want to know what their deal is. Oh, absolutely. Which is something I'm 100% when we get into actually talking about Umbrella Academy, I'm definitely talking about is because I love the fact that people dress up and like try to go incognito to all these places and number five never changes his school uniform yeah. like it's bad enough that you look like a 13 year old kid like walking into these places there should not be a kid it's like you're not changing out the school uniform at any point like i really. always find it funny that they they just let him in regardless <laughs> they're just like here you go yeah he just told me to shut up and i just let him in yeah he's proof of works. like just do it with enough confidence and people will just let you do it you know it's like, like <laughs> okay yeah uh, Queen Gamington saying, didn't Disney do a superhero movie with that title? Oh, don't say that to me. Don't tell me Wait. Disney did a movie called Up, Up, and Away, because if they did, there's oh, no Oh, that's like, a, that's an original, like, Disney Channel original film, I believe. Oh, sorry, they won't sue me for it's that a, then. Nobody cares about that. You know, no, I don't, I don't even think it's on Disney+. Plus. It's oh, just, wow. That's bad yeah. then. If it, uh, Disney, I remember that. I like do not remember that. The only like Disney things I remember superhero wise that popped to mind are like superhero was it superhero high? Sky high. Sky high, that was it. But I don't I don't even think that was strictly Disney. No, I, I think I, they had a hand in it, but it wasn't totally mm -hmm. a Disney thing. Only major superhero thing that comes to mind from them apart from that is like Incredibles or Big Hero Six. Yeah. But Up Up in a Way was just it was about a family of superheroes, but the youngest didn't have powers and it was about him struggling with that. I think that came out in the 90s, if I'm not mistaken. That's it's not good, from what I remember. It's not very good. But... <laughs> An original in the 90s? Probably not, to be honest. No. Um, let me do these last little shout-outs. We're going to jump into some news then. Um, also, guys, if you want to keep the conversation going with us, you can follow us on social media or on our Discord. Links are there in the chat. If you're not doing that already, then by all means, go ahead and do that. Um, our communities are growing over there, and we want to keep, you know, keep up to date with you during the week i post pretty much on a daily basis anything from advertising the upcoming podcast to random stuff i find that i find cool generally goes up on there at some point um and if also if you want to financially support the channel which you do not have to do is not a an assessment it's appreciated it's appreciated 100 if people want to you know out their pockets pay for anything by all means i'm not going to say no but <laughs> <laughs> but I'm still going to be here rambling whether or not you do but you can subscribe to the channel for either $4.99 a month at its lowest level or if you want you you have Amazon Prime you can um, subscribe to the channel for absolutely free using your Amazon Prime account um, or you can support us there on that link at our Patreon our lowest tier I believe is $2 and you can support us monthly from um, 6 different tiers each of them come with different benefits depending on how much you're paying obviously all right, I think I got everything. Trying to get all can that I, out the road. <laughs> can I plug me real quick? Yeah, one hundred percent, bro. You're yeah, cool. why not? But it's gonna be incredibly vague. Uh, so, I uh, hi, I'm Lewis Southern. I'm a comic book writer. In case you're not aware, you sound of like me the start me. of an AA meeting. Hi, I'm Lewis yeah. Southern. I'm a comic book writer. 
yeah just real sad about it uh <laughs> yeah i i if you know me from the comics in the clan lore then then congrats but uh if you don't that's what i am i wrote uh a a i'll call it a critically successful book called uh villain seeking hero uh it's if you google my name you'll find it it but don't support it at all <laughs> uh <laughs> I, I will be right now I'm working with scout comics on a project I can't talk about. So that's, that's the extent of my career. If, if so that, this is if a book I've written, but don't support that. And the one that you can support, I can't talk about. I'm like, yeah. So basically all, uh, all that meant nothing. And I, I'm basically nobody. So, <laughs> uh, if you like nobody and if you like nothing, you can find me at Lewis Southern and at, uh, on Instagram and at Lewis J Southern on Twitter uh i i'm sure i'm sure you'll find something you'll like oh that is awesome um yeah guys i've gone ahead and thrown up lewis's um social media stuff his twitter his instagram and his youtube and um, because the videos that go up on youtube are pretty phenomenal <laughs> yeah there's something and <laughs> um, so go and give him some love in there to keep up to date with it and um, we can talk about his upcoming project with scout comics and um, i have got um, a little insight into it from what he said and 100 percent, guys it's a phenomenal idea you know what, actually we can't talk about it but see if you go back and if you're on youtube i'm going to put a little link up here to go back to his interview with us before we did get into it a little bit there so you can get a little hint of what's to come i'm sure we, okay let's just we could tease it a bit Tease it, um, tease it. Let them know I'm what's gonna, coming. I'm because. not going to say the title. I'm the title's out there. I, I'm sure people have found it, but I can't really say it now due to legal things. Um, but it, it's the first book I wrote, ever wrote was um, like a superhero satire, more like a comedy drama, and pretty run of the mill stuff. The second project nobody saw coming, in the sense of this is coming from Scout Comics. It's uh, a, a supernatural western. Uh, it could pretty much, if if you, it, it, the two words that can like sum it up is uh, goth cowboys. That's what it is. That's what the book is. And there's no other book like it. I could say that for sure. Uh, it's it's me. It's the incredible artist David Hahn as the co-creator. Uh, he's worked on the Six Million Dollar Man from Dynamite. Um, he also helped out with Villain Seeking Hero. Uh, and the book itself, it's just, it's going to be a mini series. It's just standalone adventures featuring two outcasts with some uh, unique abilities delivering Western justice. Um, and hopefully, hopefully it'll be announced soon. Uh, the company is waiting for the fourth issue to be handed in. And when it is, you can, I'll, I'll be able to like actually say the things I want to say. So, so the reason the reason that... we're not announcing anything right now is because he should be writing and I'm distracting him with stuff like podcasts and oh, stuff. Oh no no okay don't, don't no no wait don't do that to me don't it's like oh yeah he's just being lazy. Uh, <laughs> this hack fraud. Uh, no, it, I finished writing it. The book's done. It just needs to get drawn. That's what it is. Oh wow! Not, so we just to... we just pushed the blame off onto the artist. Well done there. Well done. You know what? <laughs> yeah yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I'm not gonna be like it's all my fault because it's not. You know what? I was taking a small shot. I didn't think that was where that was going to go. That's for all. You're good at that. You're you're good at pushing my buttons. You did that last time when we talked about my romance novella. You should have seen it. Like I, it looked like I was about to implode last time I was here. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, because he wrote a romance novella that he didn't want to get out there because he's a comic book writer, as you know, the sign behind him says, you know, very famous Incredibly comic book writer. Famous, you know. right. That he was actually a romance novel writer before he wrote comics and he got one whole book out there and I found it in Amazon and I wasn't going to let that go without mentioning it. No chance. It's like I was saying earlier, you got to diversify your portfolio. You got to <laughs> make different things. Exactly. Um, shout out in the chat there. Thank you, Scottish Hippie. Phenomenal guy. I was watching some of his stuff and yesterday. Let me make sure I spell this right. Go ahead and give him a follow, Comic Clan, if you have not already checked him out. He's absolutely amazing. Great guy. And um, had some great conversations with him. Thank you for popping in. I'm happy. Absolutely amazing yeah, to have you so here. He says, I've been wanting to watch The Umbrella Academy. I didn't know it was a comic. Yeah, we're going to get into that a little bit at 100%. It's. A comic written by Jared Way, lead singer mm. of freaking My Chemical Romance, which when I found that out, that blew my mind. Um, and written by so. Gabriel Barr, phenomenal um, artist, whose Instagram account can't do a single picture. Every single picture <laughs> on his Instagram is like nine squares in size. Wow. Um, absolutely amazing, guys. As crazy as the show is, the comic's crazier. 100%. Oh yeah, no. It's, 100%. it's definitely more superhero-y, I think. Oh yeah, well, like in the whole first season, like the first season is like that. It's like, oh okay, we're we're leading up to you know the white violin stuff, and I'm like, yeah, what they left out of the comic was the fact it was an evil orchestra that was trying to destroy the world that started the whole thing, mm-hmm. and I'm like, yep, that's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll talk about that later because I have yeah. some I have some gripes about that, but that that we can get into that when we're gonna go fully into the topic yeah 100 percent um so let's delve in a little bit to some topics we don't have a much news for this week which is good because we're already at the 30 minute mark so i can see how this show's going to go <laughs> <laughs> it's like nitro's not here to keep me on track so it's going to be me and you rambling for like two hours so you know what sometimes those are the best shows oh yeah 100 percent. i i'm i'm fine with that i'm absolutely okay with that uh, where's my news? All right, so the news for this week, there's there's nothing major. There's a couple of big announcements from in the comics themselves. Okay. Um, so first major one is coming out of the Marvel event Empire that's been going on. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to pretend I have a clue what's going on in Empire. I have not been keeping up with it. I'm kind of done with event books, to be honest. They hyped it up as as like the Kree and the Skrull have united under Hulkling because he's yeah. the half-breed. Right, and he's the king, and it seemed like they were going to invade Earth, yeah, or, or at least attack Earth. But then, when it came out, they're like, "No, there's tree aliens now, or plant aliens, and they're the bad guys." And the Skrull and the Kree aren't so bad. It's like, well, okay, that's a bit of false advertising. Then. I'm like, yeah, it's like, I'm like, I'm sorry, you've literally got a book that was out years ago called the Kree Skrull War, which Earth got dragged into, and I'm like, these are bad guy like aliens that always have mm-hmm. been. Don't. You know what I mean? Like, that's an interesting story that a young Avenger who's, you know, for some reason was never brought into the Avengers, just like, yeah, he's a young Avenger and then he can just stand over there. His half Kree, half Skrull, becomes Emperor, basically, of both and takes over both. And I'm like, that's an interesting story. Them then invading Earth, that's an interesting story you can play with. And they didn't. No. (laughs) It's really, nobody cares about that. Like, that's not the thing that the industry's in need of a boost and i feel that was not the thing to go with no uh, like i d- they need to stop with these events like every year it's another event and every year i get less and less interested in the events 
I, I feel it's not even every year. It's like every season almost. Like, yeah, actually. Like literal like season on earth. Like every summer, fall, winter, spring, it's a new event for each season. Because yeah. this fall or winter, I think it's going – no, this, this fall it's a Tom Taylor-led thing called the dark ages and i know it's supposed to be I, i'm not gonna universe. lie though. i'm not gonna lie though like anything with tom taylor i'm more than happy to give it a go he's like oh no he, he's like he's my favorite author writers. right now i'm like i'm if he's doing it i'm like okay i'll, I'll try it no he's one of the best writers working right now yeah. like everything he does he, it's, it's just gold like yeah. you can if just you, look at deceased right yeah if you guys like, aren't reading deceased or haven't read the first one and caught up with the the new one dead planet i'm like you need to go and read it it's it's just phenomenal you know but, what i recommend uh injustice year zero yeah which is anything injustice in justice. that was literally the first thing i ever read of tom taylor was the first injustice comic and like I think me too anything like, injustice no. that he's written i'm like you know what it's like the games are decent but like if you have not read the comics you're not getting anything of it like what I he think does my, in those comics is amazing my first thing with tom taylor was earth 2 back during the new 52 yeah that was and a, i love that a lot that was way better than it deserved to be like yeah, for that version of Earth 2, it should never have been as good as it was, but it was actually pretty good. It, it had a strong start because it was James Robinson, and then he left, and then they got Tom Taylor, and then he just like went full throttle with that Oh, yeah, book. he just went all out on that book. And I'm like, and then like the stuff he's done between Marvel and DC, I'm like, it's some of the best books I've read in the last few years. Yeah, so uh, back to events. Yeah, like, we're actually going to get to Tom Taylor in a minute anyway, so we can come back to oh, this okay. conversation. Um, so Ending of Empire is big reveal that apparently before empire even started hulkling and wiccan like the when everyone talks about gay couples in comic books like that's not the first couple anyone thinks of mm -hmm. it's pretty much hulkling and wiccan apparently they got married hooray and <laughs> no, i'm that's like good and i'm like okay that's... yeah we're, we're doing a gay marriage okay i saw the kinda, panels kind of bizarre you just threw it in of like oh yeah back before this all started we got married and i'm like I don't know if what I'm okay with that that's or not. The oh, what did you say? Sorry, you caught up a little bit. That's all right. Uh, if anything, that's how, probably how they should have started the book. Yeah, I'm like... Like Empire, like a big thing to let you... like It's a, like a big moment, and then it just like goes off the rails, you know, in terms of what happens with the event. Yeah, because I'm kind of like... It's just... It almost feels like it's just thrown in at the end, and you're like... Yeah. That was... Okay, we're just throwing that away. Okay. I'm like, usually when they have like weddings and stuff, like, and as far as I'm aware, this is the first like gay couple to get married in Marvel comics. I may be wrong. No, uh, North Star and his partner were. Yeah, I, I, so they were. That's right. I, I don't remember who his partner was. It was some like ancillary X Men character. Yeah, but some I remember, other. That's right. I remember I that about, was like the big one. I forgot about North Star, but to be fair, I'm kind of not surprised. I forgot about North Star. Marvel tends to forget about North Star most of the time. You're, you're not a big fan of Alpha Flight and its colorful cast of characters, Cross? Alpha Flight? Yeah, yeah they're kind of cool. Guardian, Sasquatch, Puck, the rest. They're all very vast <laughs> and detailed and lovely characters. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, vast area characters. <laughs> They've been in Marvel for a long time. You know, it's Canada deserved its own X-Men. Exactly. Boy, did yeah, they well. get them. <laughs> Oh, man. But yeah, no, like in terms of the wedding, I, I don't know. I feel Marvel hasn't really handled their. I I feel as though they're very against their characters getting married. 
and it seems to be a thing every... in comics in general at least in marvel yeah. and dc has been a thing of like yeah people can't get married i'm like you realize people get married right you realize that's a thing th- that happens <laughs> <laughs> i th- it- it's it's also a symbol of character growth in the comics. Yeah, we, we touched this on the last episode where it's nice to watch your characters evolve, and it it's it kind of gets boring to just watch them stagnate for so long. Yeah, uh, I feel like that's Absolutely. one of the big critiques with Spider-Man, at least nowadays. Yeah, one hundred percent. That that's the first thing I think of when I think of people like letting characters stagnate is like one more day in Spider-Man yeah. and like. I was like, oh, we can't write him like that. There's more options if we write him as a teenager. That means you're a bad writer. Right. Yeah, and and now they have Miles. So it's like, if you want the teenage Spider-Man, boom, you got your option. You got him. Use him. Write him. You put him in those situations, 100%. Um, But yeah, so push on with the Tom Taylor stuff since we were getting big into him there. Mm -hmm. He's currently been writing Suicide Squad over at DC. Mm -hmm. I have not read his Suicide Squad run. I'm not a big reader of Suicide Squad. Excuse me. For the most part, it's just—it's just not a book I pick up often. It's very action oriented. It's very much—I don't know. It just seems like, like a what's the what's a nice way to describe it? Uh, like like a like a blockbuster comic, you know? Yeah. You just, you just read it, chill out. You know, anybody can die. It's like cool, high stakes. It's like Fast and the Furious. You don't yeah. have to get too involved. You know what's going to happen. You know what you know um, what you're getting with a Suicide Squad book. You don't need to get invested in that same way. Yeah. But massive because... announcement came out for the most recent book. So the big, so the whole big thing for the recent book has been Amanda Waller has been taken off Suicide Squad. There's been someone oh, else in charge of it. This person was not liked by the Suicide Squad and was killed. And there's been hinting at that there's this person that's been in the shadows, that's been controlling the whole thing, that's the new big villain for the book. And they finally reveal who the big villain is. Uh-huh. And it's Ted Cord. Yeah, the Blue Beetle himself. The, the Blue Beetle, like the Blue Beetle before Jaime Reyes took over. It's like, so Blue Beetle who, Ted's only recently been brought back. He only came back in Rebirth. He was dead before yeah. that. And they brought him back in DC Rebirth, and he was like the mentor sort of person to Jaime. And when his book was going on, um, he the only other time they used him was Heroes in Crisis. Yeah, he shows up in Heroes in Crisis because like Booster Gold's like under suspicion of being the murderer in that Mm -hmm. book, Um, and he goes to help his friend. Um, So yeah, this kind of came out of nowhere. Like Ted has never he's never been an anti-hero, let alone a freaking villain. I I don't mind it because I I don't mind when they do anything with Ted Cord. I love Blue Beetle. Yeah, 100%. so whenever they can shove him in the spotlight, I'll take it. And I I doubt I one hundred percent doubt it's going to be he's completely villainous. So no, like I'm oh. I'm all for characters getting like going different routes. Like I mean, people went absolutely mm-hmm. crazy over like you know Hydra Captain America, and I, like I thought it was a great twist in the turn because oh, yeah, me too. We're doing something different. Let's do something different. Let's get. You could have put him in prison, like he's stuck like that for a while, and had him yeah. as a big bad in the Marvel universe, and that'd have been okay. Why? Because eventually he'll come back. Yeah. But let's do something different. Let's, you know, end of the story. We don't have to put all the toys back in the chest. I you feel know. like with with Blue Beetle, I don't, I don't think there's that type of outrage. <laughs> I'm sure there are people who are disappointed, like, oh no, not not Ted Cord. But like I said, I yeah, like- I, I highly doubt that it's going to be. He's 100% evil. Um, the last thing I read that I thought was a pretty neat concept was the Tales from the Dark Multiverse Infinite Crisis, mm. which 
like it was the big twist instead of ted cord getting murdered uh by maxwell lord he kills maxwell lord and then he's like i'm gonna fix the world and for the most part he does but of course because it's a tales from the dark multiverse it you know it all falls apart and he he does become evil yeah no it's it is neat where he just like uh, my favorite part i love superboy prime so it's fun when he's like hey super he's like he realizes superboy prime is just gullible and stupid he's like okay you work for me now and superboy prime's like yeah i guess and then it just turns into a whole thing yeah and, it's like, um, and it sets it up beautifully though that ted Core would be a great person to be in this sort of role and i'm like and if they are taking him a villainous turn like you said i'm just kind of glad they're doing something with him mm-hmm. um and plus as we were saying it's tom taylor if he's doing oh, yeah. this he's he to me proved that he can write Blue Beetle. Like if you read in the Injustice Two comic that came out for the yeah. Injustice Two game, I I literally that whole storyline between Booster Gold and Blue Beetle like that had me in like tears with those two. It's like, incredibly I, sad. It's like it's such a phenomenally well written. Like, I'm not going to spoil it for anyone who's not read it. If you've not read the Injustice and Injustice Two comics from Tom Taylor, if you've thought about it or only ever played the game, then you are missing so much stuff. This read these books and you will be a tom taylor fan for life i, I guarantee they, you what are they doing with booster gold now is he in any books because i could imagine that he would could pop up in suicide squad as well i'd love to see him gone. pop up in that last we seen him was like he appeared like briefly after he was in crisis after all that stuff um, mm-hmm. and they kind of hinted that there might be a, like a relationship forming between him and harley oh right i remember that which i'm like yeah. you know eh, okay on your cell booster and that that harley quinn book is pretty much like out of continuity it doesn't it doesn't blend in with anything really oh it's, no it's just it's just a fun book but like i don't i don't know like and booster gold's definitely one of those characters he could pop up at any time and it's like which version are you and it's like who knows and, yeah like know. i mean they can literally do whatever they want with him at that point it's like but I, i'm intrigued i'm intrigued to see where tom taylor takes us it could be interesting you know, I'm just a, happy Blue Beetle's getting used. That's yeah. all that matters to me. One hundred percent. I'm a big fan of Ted Cord and Jaime Reyes. I think they're both underrated characters that don't get used enough, and they should. Mm-hmm. One hundred percent agree. So our last big bit of news for this week is just a brief one. Like any of you out there that are PlayStation, you know, owners that have been playing Avengers, one hundred percent jealous of you. Just by the way, the freaking beta dropped for that, and I'm just sitting here on my PC waiting until September. <laughs> until the game uh, I, drops i know i like coffee for gamers but i, I must be a bit honest i i'm not that much of a gamer i i've been playing minecraft since like 2010 and that's been the only game i mess around with yeah okay 100 uh, percent. i am planning at some point getting a minecraft like stream up and running i am 100 percent getting you on that for something that'd be that'd be awesome <laughs> i'd love to do that i that's the only game that's ever been able to just hold my attention like for years oh yeah i think i think the last couple games i played i the only other games i liked was fallout new vegas and oh, i did yeah. play i did play the spider-man game mm. uh those are like the only two new relatively new games that like i i've played other than minecraft i did have a friend who got me into the animal crossing game Okay, and yeah. It's just like hey, this is that, not this isn't I'm not the target demographic. Yeah, that was like that was a game series I could never get into. Even when I was younger, I was like I was never big on Animal Crossing. So it was kind of bizarre watching all these people go nuts over New Horizon when it came out. It was like, okay. I just I think it's a nostalgia thing for the most part, but probably. I don't I don't have that nostalgia. No, absolutely not, but 
Oh, what were we talking about? Oh yeah, Avengers on, <laughs> on PS4. I, I apologize in advance, guys. This is pretty much how this show is going to go. I was getting tangent, so like I love it. Just like oh yeah, let's talk about this for a while. Yeah. So anyway. Um. But yeah. So the Avengers we, dropped. The beta dropped anyway on PlayStation. Um. So a couple of people have been playing it. It's not the whole game release. It's just little bits and pieces. So it's been kind of fun watching it. It has put me a lot more in the mood to play the game myself and getting excited mm-hmm. for it. You get to play as the different Avengers themselves, and it's pretty much the six main like ones from the movie, um, along with um Miss Marvel, who's like the ride along character for it, because the story's okay. based around being humans. Mm-hmm. You can tell they were working on this back before they got X Men back, because <laughs> that was the Inhumans were like the focus of it. Um, yeah, they were trying real hard to push that, and everybody was like, "I don't want this." <laughs> yeah, that's like for the most part. Well, yeah, because they weren't pushing Inhumans; they were like they're the new X Men. Like, no, they're not. <laughs> yeah you're right it's oh like... wait a minute another <laughs> tangent i forgot i wanted to bring this up during the empire thing oh go for it. have you have you read the x-men empire tie-in no i've no i've not read the tie-in for it that's like 10 times better than the than the event itself really and it's just it's just one issue um have you been reading the x-men series oh yeah Yo, yeah heckman's run oh yeah okay okay just, just forget avengers everyone knows what what's going on there this is 10 times more important and by by that i mean not at all so like what happens is you know wanda maximoff she she depowered all the mutants of mm-hmm. course in the house of m and it opens up with her and she's real depressed about it she's talking to dr strange how can i how can i fix this and he's like you can't <laughs> and he, she's like no i can and she goes to genosha which in the comics is the site of like all these it's of this quite horrific mutant holocaust and she's like i'm gonna bring them all back and that's gonna be my reparations that's how i'm going to save the mutant kind like to repay for all the terrible things i've done and she does bring them back but she brings them back as zombies and then she's like well i screwed up here i'm gonna go and then she just leaves and she just leaves them and the the plant aliens from empire they're they're like we're gonna go to earth and we're gonna scope things out and one of the one of the places they land is is genosha oh no so they go they go up to these zombies and they don't know what it's like a scout ship they don't know what humans look like so they walk up to the zombies and they think like like one of the zombies lost their jaw (laughs) one of the plants just picks it up it's like here you drop this like they don't know any difference and then it turns out into this like all-out war and the book was called uh mutant zombies versus alien or no alien plants versus mutant zombies which is plants versus zombies and then and then the x-men get involved because it's like what's going on here and then i feel like this book is just and then the book uh jonathan hickman created a team of old lady botanists yes that are like the golden girls but evil and then they show up in the middle of the war too because they want the plant aliens to study <laughs> and it, and then it, the book just turns into mutant zombies versus alien plants versus old ladies and i'm like this was That's probably the, the best thing out of the whole event like just this little if, if that's a book that's the book you should buy from from this series of empire anyway avengers they're getting Spider-Man on yeah. PS5 or PS4 exclusively. No, I'm okay with you going on that tangent. That is amazing. <laughs> I'm like, I need to go find that now. That's that's why I love X-Men because it just goes like 
completely backcrap crazy at times it just I goes know, yeah. all out there i'm like that's amazing we're living in a good time for x-men oh that's yeah all i'm gonna say about that uh tommy in the chat saying i doubt i'll buy avengers game but i'll definitely watch some gameplay of it honestly if you get a chance yeah. to tommy check it out the gameplay of it's looking good like i'm definitely up for trying it out and you know i should probably play something superhero related on here at some point um but yeah on playstation they're apparently getting spider-man as an exclusive but as it's a... not the spider-man from the other game they're doing their own version yeah like this isn't like a tie-in or anything like that it isn't like you know that's the same universe as this which i'm like they should have that'd be such a cool idea like you've had this hit spider-man game like tie it into the avengers game surely Missed that makes sense but but you know sony's still dragging their heels in that one but yeah playstation now gets spider-man and as as of now there's no like exclusives to xbox or pc it's just playstation it's got an exclusive yeah so everyone's pretty mad about that especially with it being spider-man and it's like okay um, i don't know i i don't really see that as a big deal but then again i'm not that much of a gamer so no i guess it's because perhaps it's, i'm not the I guess because it's Spider-Man and knowing full well there's going to be Spider-Man in the game, but like, if you've got an Xbox or PC, you don't get to use him when he's like their yeah. biggest character. You know, just drop an exclusive for Xbox and PC as well, just someday, you know. It will, maybe, probably not, but but perhaps they'll do like uh, console exclu- or PC exclusive uh, DLC. Yeah, but, that's it. Again, like, do some DLC or something, or like someone has saying, like, well, they're getting Spider-Man. How about giving Xbox and PC like X-Men or something, like a couple of X-Men? Yeah, I was just about to say, like, now that you know Disney's Xbox got them back. Is Wolverine. Yeah, like just something like that thrown in, like just something like here's something for you, like mm-hmm. that makes sense. But that sounds like wishful thinking on our part. Like, yeah, it's like, it's, oh it's man, so not gonna happen. Yeah, if only the, what if these corporations did something nice for the consumer? And it's like, oh yeah, they're, oh, yeah. they're all about that, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I, have you have you seen the gameplay? So yeah, far? I've watched a little bit of gameplay. I watched a couple of people on um, uh, on Twitch who were doing some gameplay, and the gameplay looks pretty decent. Like, you get to play as the different Avengers at different points in the story, and mostly oh, yeah. as Miss Marvel because she's the ride along. Um, but each like player has different moves different abilities you've got skill trees like for each of them so you can build up moves and build up things for them and like build your characters and um, you can get different costumes different outfits for them like you could with spider-man mm-hmm. and for each of your characters so they put a lot of a fairly amount, good amount of time into it um, what does it feel more like like the movies or the comics or it's is it a healthy blend of the two it looks like they've kind of gone for a blend of the two because it's like okay. it's definitely not it's definitely not the movies because if you look at them the characters even though it's different voice actors it's not like the same like faces like iron man mm-hmm. doesn't look like robert downey jr you know like cat doesn't look like chris hemsworth you know it's or uh, chris evans chris and Thor evans, doesn't yeah. like chris hemsworth you know they don't look like them but like it's the main avengers team is like in the first scenes is like the six yeah so it's like it's clearly like playing on like the Avengers movie, like this is who the Avengers are. Because mm-hmm. in the movies we haven't had another Avengers team, not really. You know, that's that's the six Avengers. Um so it looks fun. It does I'm, look fun. I'm... Like it looks like it's a lot of fun. It's like um Hulk goes crazy. Like there's a lot of gameplay of Hulk I've seen, like him just smashing through things looks amazing. 
um, his like thunderclap thing he does where he goes like that and claps. Oh, his that's hands. cool. It's like that's blowing cool. stuff away and like and Miss Marvel like stretching and she can like extend herself and grow her hands and her feet and so the fighting stuff's really cool. Like um, opening scenes, you get to play as Black Widow fighting Taskmaster as well. Oh, that'd and be during cool. the opening scene, so that's a really cool fight as well because like Taskmaster's a phenomenal character. I did well. hear, I did hear that Modok is supposedly the main villain yeah because like basically yeah. something happens at the beginning and it's called a day and basically it turn it's a big explosion that happens people die and people turn on the superheroes so the avengers mm -hmm. are basically disbanded um stark industries is taken out like it's liquidized and aim buys the tower like Ooh. advanced idea mechanics and the doctor that's in charge of them is like I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but it's the guy George Tarleton. Yeah, it's the guy that becomes yeah. Modok. It's like he's, um, he's like the the face of it, like the new like going into this new future with AIM, and I'm like, so yeah, Modok's probably going to show up at some point, or at the end of it, there'll be the transformation. It'll lead into yeah. what comes. So in the he next is game. normal in the beginning. He's yeah, just like a, he is human in the beginning. Dude. Oh, that's that's gonna be hilarious! It's like now you'll fight me in my superior final form, and then he just turns into a giant floating head. Yeah, like a like giant that. head, and like okay, <laughs> it's bold. I, I can respect that. Like that's the oh. thing. Like that, I don't know where they're going to go with this story because, like, it's first of all you're doing this big thing, and a like a day is the thing that like um that launches like the detergent, and this is missed, mm -hmm. and starts the Inhumans appearing this time. You know. Which makes sense, like tie it into that sort of thing. So that's going to be cool, um, and then like aims the big bad for it, and I'm like, this is going in directions I would never have thought for an Avengers game, like at any point. Um, it's different. So I'll give I'll give it credit for that. You know, yeah, at least it's definitely going different. Um, mm -hmm. but yeah, I'm I'm intrigued to try it out and to see where they go with it, and you know, I won't. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I just don't play games, so you know. Oh well. <laughs> So we're not bringing you on to review the game at some point, is what you're telling no, me. No, no, like, you should, you should. I won't play the game, but I'll happily review it. Just it's happily no review big... it. We'll tell you what happens in it, and you can just, like, react. Yeah, yeah, then, yeah, why not? Yeah. It's, it's like, like, yeah, they did this in the game. Like, why did they do that? That makes no sense. I probably wouldn't say that. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that sounds good. Five stars. Five out of five stars. Five stars. Become the spokesperson. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll be the new George Tarleton. All right, so uh -huh. we've got a few. Let me just catch up we... chat a little bit okay. first, and then we'll jump into the actual topic for today. Since we're at nearly an hour, we probably should. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we are focusing mostly on season two of Umbrella Academy, just to forewarn because yeah, we've got about an hour left, so we focus on the new season. <laughs> um, so Isaac saying, yeah, they hinted there won't be any more exclusive characters for it. He says, oh, I mean, no. I'm stoked that Spidey's going to be on the PlayStation, so I'm buying it. Um, but stinks for Xbox and PC players, absolutely. Uh, Jay Sanchez, true that, man, not coming out for Xbox One. Yeah. Um, Isaac saying, you getting a PS4 or 5? Um, yeah, absolutely. I'm 100% want to get a PS5. I don't know if I'll be able to get it when it comes out. Um, but I'd love to get one at some point. I mean, I wanted to get one the moment I seen the, the Spider-Man trailer. We, like for the Miles oh, Morales, the Miles? Yeah. yeah. The moment I you seen I that, heard. I wanted to get a PS5. So, I heard a rumor that uh, the Miles Morales Spider-Man is going to come with an updated PS4 Spider-Man, the first one. Oh, like they're going that would be to, cool. they're going to remaster it, I guess, for PS5. 
So that's going to be, that, that'd be pretty neat. That'd be a good deal if they do, if they do that. Yeah, that would be absolutely cool. And Isaac's saying, it's like, yeah, please do buy one. It's like, then you can play Fall Guys with us. <laughs> yes, if I get one, I will play Fall Guys with you guys. But speaking of you actually getting an interesting lead in there going, I heard a rumor. Yeah, yeah Isaac's even yeah, saying I it in chat. I heard a rumor. It's like smooth, like transitioning into Umbrella Academy. If you've not seen it, you don't get that joke. But all right. Okay, Isaac, I know you said you've not seen it. If you are bothered with spoilers, I am giving you and anyone else in chat, anyone else watching, this is your chance to duck out. I am going to 100% see a massive spoiler off the get-go to, oh, prove, to prove my point that if you don't want spoilers, leave now. You're going to count down? Yep, I'm going to count down. I'm going to give them a minute to get out. I'm going to count down. While I'm doing that, shout out. Thank you for Eyebrows Gaming for hosting us. You did that about half an hour ago. I'm sorry I meant to mention it and we got off on a tangent, but thank you so much, bros, for um, giving us a host, man. I appreciate it. Yeah. All right, so massive spoilers in like five, four, three, two, one. Ben dies again. <laughs> Ben, the Sorry. dead character who was there as like another character, is gone completely now. He is not going to be back. Not their version of it anyway, and we'll get into that for the end. My of brain it. went, after you said Ben dies again, my brain went, who? <laughs> like, <laughs> Dude, like, that's like one of the most emotional scenes in the thing. Like, who died yeah, again? Who? What? Yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, here, let me ask you this before we get into the show itself. How were you introduced to Umbrella Academy? Like, what was your first foray into it? My first four, I'd never heard of Umbrella Academy. I'm sure I've seen it on shelves and stuff like beforehand when I was looking at comics, but I never knew it was a thing until literally on comicbook.com when they announced like the first season was coming to Netflix. They announced they were making Umbrella Academy into it. Mm -hmm. I had no idea what it was. I, I took an interest in it because it was a superhero thing and I started like binging, like reading about it. Like, what is this? What is this thing? How can I find out more about it? And started learning about the books and I'm like, this sounds amazing. This sounds so good. I think uh, for me, I <laughs> sorry, Tommy and Chuck was Ben re-died and like we crying faces. <laughs> I uh, I read Gerard Way's Doom Patrol first, and I was, oh. I very much liked it. It was when it first came out, and I very much liked it. And I was like, what else has he written? And mm. prior to that, he wrote um something called like the the fabulous lies of the killjoys or yeah, something like that. Of the killjoys. I've never, ridiculously long I've never read that one but yeah i know of that one and then the other one was uh, umbrella academy and uh it sounded interesting at the time i think there were just the first two volumes mm -hmm. so i i think i just bought the first one and i was like wow it was pretty good and then immediately like like a couple days after it was like season one's coming out oh or, no, no, no. <laughs> or maybe years i i forget i don't know i i can't i can't actually remember but i remember there being like the like like the announcement just like a couple days after i had read it for the first time yeah um, but yeah i very much like them i like all three volumes yeah uh, I, I will i will say out here as well i have not read the third volume yet hotel oblivion i've not had a chance to read that one yet like stuff just keeps happening i've not been able to pick up the full series yet okay um so like, if you go ahead and spoil anything by all means it's it's fine i'm going to read it okay i'm going to read it either way <laughs> i love yeah. i love umbrella academy it's not going to stop me um, yeah because there's something i do want to bring up about because uh, i alluded to it earlier in the sense of the show very much tries to, I, I think it steers more towards science fiction than it does 
like superhero activities yeah it really tries to go that sort of way and it tries to like anything that's kind of the over the topness they try to excuse me like push away from like you know just something or they tone it down just something simple like beforehand when we were talking like you know like the whole big thing is like okay we said spoiler so if you're still here at this point it's your own fault um you know like and the big villain for the first one is vanya one of the sisters Mm -hmm. and she becomes the white violin and you know they lead up to that in the show very well it's done really phenomenally i really like how they do it but in the in the comic it's this orchestra that's wanting to take over the wanting to destroy the world who basically corrupts her and turns her into the white violin and like plays on how she's feeling and then she like turns it around and becomes like their leader by like murdering like the the lead guy the conductor yeah the conductor that's the word i was looking for and like murders him and like yeah i'm in charge now you know yeah which is like I, uh, it's so over the top super villainy but like it wouldn't fly in the show and i understand why they didn't go that route with it like if they were trying to kind of keep it like more low-key let, let's let's ease people into this world instead of like here you go <laughs> <laughs> i i remember like the first page of it was of, of of volume one it's like it opens with a dude fighting an like an alien or a giant squid in a wrestling ring and yes it's like, and it's like this is the second most weird thing that happened today and then it cuts into you know hold on I'm, actually, I'm gonna have to show this born. page i'm gonna grab the comic and show this oh, okay go ahead this, this i'll, I'll to keep understood. everyone entertained hi everyone welcome to comics in the cross we're all just having a good time we're all just we're all just vibing just enjoying ourselves we're talking about comics we're not really talking about the cross uh mostly comics but at the end of the day, it's uh, it's what we want to talk about. So, okay, you're back. <laughs> no, it's it's quite all right. It's all right. You can hold the fort down for a minute. You're good. I I, I definitely tried. <laughs> it's like hello, people. Yes. Yeah, like, hey. Um. So yeah, the artwork in this is just beautiful. But like, it is like, like literally, this is your first page. Hmm. That's that's the introduction to Umbrella Academy. That's the front cover of the first issue, and then that's the first page of the actual comic. You know yeah, what I mean? No, like, that's... I mean, it's like it's it's freaking nuts. This, um, but and like then, I love the craziness in it, though. It's amazing. I you you mentioned like uh, volume three. You hadn't you haven't read it, but volume three is probably the most uh, superhero oriented because that's about the prison where they put all their supervillains. Yeah, I've, I've read a little in the story of it, like, this is the hotel that, like, um, that Reginald Hargreaves, the father, the guy who, like, takes them and all the kids, and, like, put all their supervillains, and it was based around this hotel, and I'm like, I, I love the concept of it. Like, I'm really yeah. wanting to check it out. The concept it was really, is phenomenal. It was really cool, uh, you know, in, in comic book form, it was a really cool idea, and it ends with, uh, if we're going to... Oh, let, let's save this for later let's let's talk about what exactly is umbrella academy for for or, or should we even do that like if at this point if people are like yeah here. let's delve in if people aren't sure about it um just a little thing for people then so the umbrella academy basically the comic and the show keep this pretty much the same um on the same day i can't remember it's october something like on the same day is it like 42 women something like that yeah 40, Give, or 49 i think so 49 let me, let me oh it doesn't matter around 40 children 40 something born. women like give birth to children all at the exact same time and these are women who weren't pregnant they were just suddenly gave birth 43 and 43 extraordinary 43. children were born 
which I absolutely love. So like 43 children are randomly born to women all around the world. Exact same time, these women were not pregnant. There was no signs of pregnancy. Just all of a sudden at this moment, it, in the comic, it ties in with a wrestling fight, like ending, this alien yeah. guy fighting. Um, they don't have that in the show. It's just randomly they're born. Um, once they do that, this eccentric like billionaire who originally owned an umbrella company, which is where the Umbrella Academy comes from, uh, tries to find as many of these kids as he can, and he finds seven of them. And he doesn't this, find them, he purchases them. Oh yeah, sorry, he purchases <laughs> them. He finds them, and it's like, and then they even do it in the show, like how much you want for it. Yeah. Like literally like buys these kids. Um, and he turns them, them into his own child army of sorts, of, yeah. of a superhero team. Yeah, because you kind of get a little bit in the show, but in the comic they actually kind of go on here. Like he does this massive announcement of there's they're here to protect us like, from like this apocalyptic threat and he makes, mm -hmm. he makes like a massive news announcement about it and then he leaves it at that yeah he just leaves people only... like this apocalyptic threat is coming what is it you'll have to the wait and see the only thing they did in the show is in season one with the bank robbery yeah. when they're all kids which I, I hate that that's the only thing you see in season one because it's so mm -hmm. cool it's such a cool scene I'd love to have seen more of that um, even if it was just like more that sort of stuff if it was like you know stopping robbers and it wasn't beating super villains because like the first time we see the kids doing anything in the comic they're fighting like an eiffel tower that has come to life yeah they're in france and the eiffel tower's been taken over by this super villain and it's like coming to life and smashing stuff up and it's like it's it's nuts when i say the comic is crazier than the show like you have no idea how much crazier this gets so it's like the comic and the show, uh, the kids grew up in a very, I, I guess we could call it abusive environment. Yeah, it's of... like it's very uncaring. He's not a caring sort of father figure. To the no. point to the point of he doesn't give them names. He gives them numbers. He gives them numbers. They're literally numbers one through seven. But they're ranked in terms of usefulness to him. Mm -hmm. so, but it's also, flip, spoiler, it's, it's flip-flopped in terms of how powerful they are. So number one is the least powerful, number seven being the most powerful. Yeah. Which, like, I, I kind of feel sorry because you've got this kid who's apparently the most useful but least powerful who's basically put in charge of them. Yeah. Uh, so let's get let's get into these characters. So season one, it's mainly the family is reunited after Reginald Hargreaves, their uh, foster father, just father, uh, dies. And yeah. Because at this, at this point, like the superheroing's done. They've all gone their separate yeah. ways. They've all they're all going off doing their own thing. The only one that's even kind of still tied to their dad is number one, Luther. Luther, yeah. And um, also known as Space Boy in the comic, which I love. They've got superhero names in the comic that they didn't bring over into the show, which I think works because it wouldn't have worked. I don't think. No, I think um, the only one who's still relatively a superhero is is diego yeah diego's and... the only one that keeps up the superhero because like because luther still works for his dad but he's basically been like sent to this base he's got on the moon but it's for nothing yeah <laughs> like at the end of like you know at the end of the season at the end of book one you find out like he's literally been like collecting these samples and like waiting i think in the comic he's waiting like and guarding against this alien invasion and it's never coming it's never gonna come that he's been told mm -hmm. he has to protect against because in the comic as well like he's his body isn't just um like he hasn't just been infused with dna from a gorilla like he has in the show like his head's literally been cut off and put on the body of this martian gorilla like those uh -huh. martian gorillas that live on mars 
and his head has been attached to it so like there is like this alien force out there and he's guarding yeah. against this force that never comes in the show he sends samples back to his dad and at the end of the season he finds them all mm-hmm. and he's like my dad just sent me up there to get rid of me so yeah let's go over the care let's go over the character so we just did luther he's like the the clean cut leader like yeah he's, he's the, the boy, boy scout. scout yeah 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 he's the boy scout he very much wants to do the right thing but he's kind of dumb he doesn't really he has a good heart but he doesn't know exactly what to do yeah, his power is he has super strength uh there's number two who is diego yeah he's pretty much like homeless batman or just stupid batman his power is that yeah, he, he looks throw. okay in the show i'm gonna say like he looks like very kind of like you know clean cut and okay like in the comic he is like rough and gruff yeah. and grungy and yeah, he's know, very much the vigilante yeah it's like he goes by cracking in the comic he's the guy that that has taken up the batman mantle he's very much uh you know the superhero that goes out and i'll stop the crime and and his ability is he can kind of control certain things with his mind they hint at but it's mostly his knives that he uses i think it's kind of like he can throw it and it'll it's like captain america's shield no matter how he throws it, it's going to hit yeah approximate towards its target yeah in season two um, they kind of hint he can do it with other stuff but we don't really yeah. see much of it it's pretty much his knives that he used that's his like go-to weapon and um, so like three... so you see like the the nice like bending corners and stuff yeah. like that and it isn't just like hitting targets it, like, it literally goes to where he needs it to go uh, number three is allison and her power is that she's i don't know she's like the most normal character relatively in terms yeah. of attitude oh yeah in terms like... of the rest of them like everyone else is like crazy and she's like the most dead down earth normal one of them yeah she's well adjusted uh her power is that she can control in the comics is she can bend reality by saying i heard a rumor followed by a phrase but it seems more so in the tv show she can control minds by saying yeah I heard it's a more rumor. mind control and people ask like in the sh- in the comic it's more hinted at like she could literally like if she says to someone i heard a rumor and like could say something like you know like the ground changed to like jello like it would literally warp around whatever she said my favorite example from the comic is when they're fighting uh the reanimated abraham lincoln but it's the statue from the lincoln memorial yes and she's like i heard a rumor that you got killed by a statue john wilkes booth or something and then like the statue of john wilkes booth comes out of nowhere and just shoots him in the head yeah it's it's absolutely awesome like it's it's a phenomenal power that they can they play so much with and i'm glad they play with it in the show they play with it more as uh, from a psychological viewpoint of like how do i know you're being honest with me like how do i know you haven't used that power on me but we can get into that yeah they dive uh, into that in season two a lot which is a really cool concept with it number four is klaus uh he, he's one of my favorites uh, he can talk to the dead and he's like this recovering addict sort of eccentric probably the most alternative of, of the group yeah it's like he's he's completely out there sort of character mm-hmm. and it's like and the funny thing is you don't you don't necessarily get that in the initial comic like in volume one he's not really there's a lot of like eccentricities you know like him like for example he can levitate but only when he's not wearing his shoes yeah for, uh, that... for no reason and like and then out of nowhere if you delve into like volume two and idalis it's like it 
okay here he comes this is the close it's a little bit closer to the one that they do in the show that they, you they know what i liked that. a lot in, in the comic in volume in volume in the season one the world ends you know and then they go back in time yeah uh, in the comic klaus stops doomsday by himself yes and, and i so liked in cool. season two he becomes a celebrity and, and like he's the guy who saved the world but he, he he's just kind of like he doesn't really know how to handle it but he's still like oh i'll take it like why not yeah like i, I love how he even stops it in that because like in the first volume of the book like he he literally like pretends he's channeling his father yeah but i think like the moon is about to crash he's just like holding it oh yeah so he is yeah so he is i forgot about that one like he literally stops it crashing in it's like and he gets that celebrity and i kind of like that they played on that celebrity in season two when like he becomes a cult leader (laughs) which i'm like of course he becomes a cult leader why wouldn't klaus become a cult leader uh, so uh, I used to uh, jump into chat here um, Tommy saying I called Vanya being the most powerful in the cause of the apocalypse after episode 2 like yeah they, <laughs> they kind of start to heavily hint into stuff like that but yeah, yeah. and he says wow I need to read the comics now like yeah you do do like the, the stuff in the They're show really the show do really good job of like taking stuff from the comics but the comics also are just so different well, that's um, the beauty with comics you have more freedom to kind of make whatever you want to make of course the artist is going to hate you for it but at the end oh, of the day yeah. you, you have more creative freedom uh johnson as well wishing hartford did the comic book store dude if you've not got anywhere near you by all means you can also pick it up on digitally on comiXology or on mm-hmm. amazon you can order it and um, all three volumes are in both of those places so if you want to go check it out they are available there um, and then thank you bat for popping in man good to see you thank you for those hundred bits they are greatly appreciated thank you for the donor thank man thank you um but yeah so we're on uh, number five now you could do number five number five i love number five before i even seen the show like reading him in the book like i love him because like he <laughs> me and him are like so much on the same part he is the curmudgeoned old man yeah <laughs> he is like because what happens with number five is number five disappears mm-hmm. and he ends up in the future because like when i first like got through the first issue like he like he disappeared when they were kids and like he reappears when luther's brought back for their father dying like he walks in on pogo the monkey yeah that's a whole other thing to get into um and and number five who looks just like he did and it's like oh so he popped into the future here that'd be an interesting story but no jared way decides i'm going to go completely out of left field no he went into the future future he mm-hmm. went past the apocalypse into this future that where everything was destroyed and everything was dead didn't have the ability to get back his time travel calculations were off he couldn't get it to work and take him back so he he lives out his life and he literally becomes an old man yeah and then when he comes back and then he comes back and something goes wrong with his calculations again and he reverts back to well when the show he's like he's like 13 14 they play with but like in the comic he's literally like what 10 11 like he's he's even no, i think in the comic in the comic i think it's i think you are right it's 10 but in the comic he can't age i think he's permanently a boy <laughs> yeah like is that thing because you see pogo like checking him when he comes back at one point and they're like yeah i don't know why you you de-aged but you're stuck at this yeah so like so you've got this curmudgeon old like 60 something year old stuck in the body of a 10 year old 
but that actor, Aiden Gallagher, he's so good. He at is ridiculously an good. Old man in a young man's body. Sometimes you just forget, like the way he just acts. It's just like, yeah, you buy that this is just an old man who's fed up with everyone and everything, and he just wants things like done a certain way. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Totally get that. He pulls it off, and like, and he's literally just turned sixteen. Like right. they, they showed behind the scenes stuff of like Aiden Gallagher has literally just turned sixteen years old. They celebrated on set. Which means he was like, what, 14, 15 when they filmed the first season? Yeah, no, he's a good actor. I'll give him that. I'm like, That's incredible. on your cell, kid, like, you're a phenomenal actor for that age. Like, to pull off, like, that you are this curmudgeon old man who's lived this massive life, who's got this connection to the Time Bureau and all this other stuff that's going on. Dude, like, how you're pulling that off at that age, like, that's, that's some amazing talent. My favorite scenes are whenever he has uh, interactions with the antagonist, the handler. Yeah. I, they just play off each other so well. I like, I, I keep waiting for them to push the scene, and I don't know if they can because of his age. Like, there's def- the I'm For pushing, like, the whole, like, there's definitely sexual tension between them. Oh, yeah. Between number five and the handler, and I'm like, the only reason you've not done anything, like, with them is because he is, like, legitimately 16. Yeah, I'm you sure you just can't. that you but literally you, can't, but like there is a definite like tension between them. Like you two are either going to kill each other or you're going to go off for some alone time. You know, it's like <laughs> it's like it's you just feel it in the air, and I'm like, mm-hmm. but like oh, then, it's that that tension is just so good between them. It's just such a great chemistry. And then okay, let's get and then just to round out the characters, there's number six, who is Ben. ben. Who, it plays a lot bigger part in the show than he does in the comics. Very true. He doesn't even pop up in the comics, at least. Which I'm like, in a... yeah, because I'm like, even what they do in the show, I was kind of like, why not? Like, why? Because literally, you've got Klaus who can see the dead. Like, you think yeah. Ben would at least pop in? Like, they play with that a lot. Like, he's like there throughout the whole thing. <laughs> um, it makes sense. So, like, that's really cool that they do that. Um, but like in the show, he's good. He's I, I love the actor that plays Ben and that. He's just he's such a likable, relatable, just nice guy. Yeah, he's just, and you're like, he's wow, just you're guy. the one that had to die. That sucks so badly. Like, you're probably <laughs> the best one out of them. And then yeah, he's probably well, probably because he's the one who died. He didn't. He all he does is hang out with Klaus, and I guess it's like you learn from someone else's mistakes. Like, well, I don't want to end up like this guy. Yeah, well, he's got a lot of mistakes to learn from. Um, yeah. And finally vanya number seven vanya number seven the one who doesn't have powers or at least that's what we're led to believe in the beginning um mm-hmm. which they kind of go differently with it like they kind of hint it in the comics but it's more a case of she's bestowed these powers and the show is they literally go into this whole backstory where she does have power she is the most powerful and she's like locked away and abused as a child and all this stuff until they can like and giving stuff to like medicate her so that it doesn't come out and it's like mm-hmm. I, I love Jared's way of writing but I love that so much more because that just opens the door for when she goes completely nuts like, it creates more it. emotional turmoil between the characters because some of her siblings had a hand in trying to cover it up I, like Allison you know yeah. she did the like, I heard a rumor yeah she rumored it and like luther even like them when they're older and you see luther throwing her back in there to try and stop her like see the moment he did that i was like no (laughs) why it's like you had a chance like i know it's coming but i'm still like no don't do that to her so to sum up season one like they reunite they're all living their dysfunctional lives none of them are really at a good place vanya 
still, even though they're all in their 30s at that point, except for five, um, <laughs> he's in his 60s. Uh, <laughs> Which I love. Yeah. Uh, Vanya is still the outcast, still not really part of the group. And it's about, they, they're all trying to prevent the apocalypse. They're not sure exactly how it's going to happen. Yeah. And it turns out that it's Vanya. She's the she's the key to all of this. She's yeah. going to five works us out in the apocalypse, like because he spends a lot of time in the apocalypse, like keeping himself busy as he would being the only person. Um, and so well, he wasn't the only person. He had his uh, beautiful love. Oh yeah, Dolores, a mannequin. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's still a better love story than Twilight. I know that meme's like so old, but it's so true. Like I really feel for him in that mannequin. Klaus had the best line in season two, where it's like the last like w functioning relationship anyone has had in this family was when Five was banging the mannequin. <laughs> and that's it. And it's like, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, actually, it's very true. But yeah, <laughs> but like yeah, so him and Dolores are in the future, and like he starts reading through books, and he finds um, Vanya's autobiography, which she writes in the the comic. That's one of the reasons the family shun her even more. Is because basically she took all the dirty laundry and like threw it out there. They don't really get that in the show, but that in the comics is where it happens. But no, same, as you would, you know. But same thing, like kind of happens. Like five goes to the future in both versions and like finds out what's going to happen. He finds out about this and like that's why he comes back to when he does. That's why he comes back to the funeral because everyone's going to be together. You know, he's mm -hmm. seen his family dying, so he comes back to when they're all together. And I love, like, even in the show, just, like, how nonchalantly he deals with it. Like, they're all yeah. in the kitchen, like, where the hell have you been for the last 20 years? I'm like, actually, it's been about 40, 50 years, and I've been <laughs> in the future. As he's, like, just nonchalantly make, looking for coffee. That's his whole driving force is to find coffee, and now that he's back. And, uh... And he's like, oh, yeah, I'm about to stop the apocalypse. You know? Yeah, so, in it, season one ends, Vanya does end up triggering the apocalypse once she gains full access to her powers... And the only way to escape it is to travel back in time, which is the setup for season two, in which all the characters are spaced out between the years 1960 to 1963, and they all live their lives throughout that yeah. window of time. And they have to love... reunite because the apocalypse is happening again. Yeah, because I love that that they have that in like the end of season one going into season two, because in the comic, they stop it. Yeah. The apocalypse stops. They don't. It doesn't happen. But like literally at the end of season one, it does. Like the moon breaks off. This big piece of the moon comes in, and Earth's gone. Like they literally get out of there just at the right moment. And mm -hmm. um, Five has never transported this many people. So instead of transporting as a group, he manages to land them like spread across these four years. Um, and of course, he's the last one to land in 1963. So by the time he lands some of them it's have after been the there. apocalypse again or it's in the middle of yeah it. it's like some of them have been there for years so he gets out and then there's these tanks like rolling through like downtown dallas and the, like... the, the conception is that someone or something has prevented the kennedy assassination and because of that it's triggered all-out war between the soviet union and the united states which triggers total atomic annihilation yeah total nuclear war happens it finally happens the bombs are dropped and five has landed right at that moment so he has to time jump again right away to a, like a week earlier or however long it is earlier yeah no, 10 the, days 10 days that's right it's 10 days and then like okay we've got 10 days to stop the apocalypse 
<laughs> and it's like so it's this ongoing thing of like this apocalypse just seems to follow them about like wherever they mm-hmm. go like they're going to cause an apocalypse of some sort and um, i really hope that they don't continue that into season three i feel as though they're going to do a whole new story or at least... yeah the way it wraps up i feel like we're going to get something different at least i hope so yeah like while while i enjoy while I enjoyed it, it's that sense of familiarity. It was very much different in terms of execution in this new season. Yeah. Um, I think I, that did I, save it feel? for me. I think that saved I, it for me, the fact of how they executed it. Mm-hmm. Because I did kind of get that feeling. Because if you read the comics, like going into Dallas, there's not really an end of the world event. There's no. not really a big apocalyptic thing. You know, it's more focusing on the time travel stuff. And like it does focus on the JFK assassination and how that happens. And But as soon as we landed and it's like oh it's another apocalypse part of me part of my heart did sink a little bit with like oh no let's not just do it again another apocalypse because is, like, is that going to be it like is that going to be the series like oh it's an apocalypse again oh how do we stop this one how did this happen because the reoccurring thing for both seasons seem to be their crap at what they do yeah like they're well, superheroes <laughs> that have been designed for this and i'm like and they are in no way helping the situation at any point like they're awful at this um but we get in; they're all spread out all over the place. Um, Wait, uh, just just before we get into that, what mm-hmm. what did you like this season more than the previous season? Or I did like this season more than season one. I, Me too. I, I felt like it was very well done. I felt like the characters were very well developed. Like it felt yeah. like a natural progression from season one to how the characters were portrayed in season two. I think I very like... much liked. No, oh, on you go. Please continue. No, you go, oh, bro. thank you. You're good. Uh, I very much like how Diego. I think he very much improved from season one. Is like I I couldn't even remember what like Diego's deal was in season one for the most part was. I, I will I say like he, he got was, more weight. I will say he was better than season one, but Diego was the one that got in my nerves the most during this. Really? Because okay. his whole running thing is I have to save President Kennedy. Yeah, because he has the even, hero complex. Yeah, because he's got the hero complex. But like, even after they've done all the stuff of seeing like the time travelers came, we're here, so it changes things. And you know, we us being here and stopping him getting assassinated is what causes the the stuff. Like, he constantly goes back to, "I have to save Kennedy. <gasps> we fixed it. I can go save Kennedy." And it's like, dude, stop, just stop. Yep. You know what type of vibe he gave me when uh, when Star Lord punched Thanos in uh, Infinity War? You know, it's like if you just stop, we can finish this. Exactly. It's like if you just stop right now, we'll be fine. We can literally jump back. It's like, and I I one hundred percent completely agree with Five for most of this show. I like they're all running about doing <laughs> yeah. their own stuff, and I'm like, I tried to save the world. <laughs> I'm trying I... to do this. None of you have a clue how to do it. And then it's like they all start having pot shots at them for stuff like that. But I'm living my life here now, and I'm like, like I'm trying to stop us all dying. You want to give me a break? Yeah, I I, I like the dynamic between Luther and Diego because the way I, I think of it is like two halves of the same idiot. Like if they, if they were one yes. person, they'd be ten times more functional. But like the two of them, they're they're just constant bickering and like Luther's just like I want to do it the right way, and we're gonna do it this way. Diego's like, screw you, man. We're going to do it my way. It is going to be better. And they, they get along, yeah. but they don't. Oh, absolutely. It's like, it's the Boy Scout and the Rebel, but they're actually the same person if you look at it. like Yeah. It's like just that slightly different personality, but they're pretty much the same, you know? Um, so now that they're in the 60s, they've all kind of lived their lives a bit, and they're all at different places. We, we said it earlier. 
uh, Klaus, who's the first one to get back to the past, uh, and Ben, his ghost brother, uh, they they te- they use their abilities to start a cult, yeah, and to profit off of that. And their arc is, uh, I guess, he's feeling burnt out from doing that, or at least yeah, maybe feeling like, guilty. Yeah, so he creates a cult that's all about um, song uncom- lyrics. Um, yeah, it's all based on song lyrics and like and but we're all going to be fine though because the apocalypse is in you know twenty nineteen, so like so yeah we're all going to have happy laughy you know happy cult thing going on, and he just starts getting fed up of, it. <laughs> and like he yeah. literally runs away from all like his like his his cult his parishioners his acolytes yeah his acolytes like he runs away from them all and like so that's literally his story for like, the first half of this is him, like trying to constantly avoid them. And I, lo- and I just love the arguments with him and Ben as well. Ben is just done with him. That those are my favorite bits. Whenever they the two of them go at it, because like I love it when they cut to like, the flies on the wall, just watching Klaus, and it's just he's talking to nobody. I like, love what was it in episode one, like when he gets out the car and like the guy drives by, and it's literally him and Ben fighting, but all he sees is Klaus like rolling about on the road, yeah, and stuff. Like I love it. It's so good. <laughs> And Ben's whole motivation is, I guess he's trying. He wants to do right by the cult because I guess he feels more guilty than Klaus about like leading them on. And the other thing is that he has a crush on one of Klaus's acolytes. Yeah, he's got a crush on one of them, and it's like, what do you do? And you know, you're there, and you've got a crush on someone, and you're a ghost, and you, yeah, <laughs> you really can't do can't... anything about it. Well, they they eventually do something. We'll say that later. Let let um. Yeah, we'll after that, that later, but. <laughs> uh, Luther, he has he's working for Jack Ruby, and for those of you who don't know who Jack Ruby is, he's a he was a mob man who killed uh, Lee Harvey Oswald yes. after Oswald killed Kennedy. So he's the guy Luther... that killed the guy that killed Kennedy. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and Luther is now his bodyguard and also just works as a as like a prize fighter. Yeah, and and it's his whole thing is basically like he's just gone back to his habits of just like i need a father figure to tell me what to do and and that's what it is and he's found the powerful like you know gang leader to basically this crime lord to take over that role and you know and and he's he's a guy as well that we see is very much he he's quite happy with the life that he's built for himself you know even i don't know if happy is the right word i think he's content yeah well maybe not happy but like you know we see number five going to him and stuff like that and like hey i've made it here and the apocalypse is coming again and he goes completely against the boy scout mentality of like you know what no i'm not doing it this time i'm i've made a life here i'm enjoying this year this is my life now yeah you know and it's kind of broken away from that so like he's very much like he's done with it all mm-hmm. you know um uh, he's but when... of course he goes back and he he yeah. does it anyway he, oh, just, yeah, he just falls right back into all of them fall right back into it otherwise you're not gonna have a show yeah but Speaking of his I mean, other half, Diego is in a yeah. is in a mental hospital, and because a sanitarium, <laughs> she's in the sanitarium. Which I I love the scenes in that when like five goes to visit him in the sanitarium and stuff like that, and just completely sells him out. And, yeah, because his whole thing his whole thing is literally about the death of Kennedy. So like he's hey, been he going wants about, to stop it. He's been going about talking about wanting to stop the death of Kennedy, going to talk about you know Lee Harvey or was the one that done it, and like you know. And I think he even tries to go after him at one point. Like he tries to go and kill him at some point. That's what got him into the institution. And that's what in the gets him in the institution. I think he was stalking. Yeah, that's awesome. it. He was stalking him, and he was like, "He's like, if I kill him, I'll save Kennedy," which then gets him put in the 
and the sanitarium, um, which is just phenomenal. But the fact that, like, of course, he ended up there. Mm-hmm. Of course, oh, he yeah. If you're there. raving like a lunatic, yeah, that's what they do. Uh, and then he meets his love interest there, Lila. Yeah, uh, Lila's an interesting one. I definitely want to delve further into her character because, like, she starts off as just this crazy chick ride along character manic pixie dream girl for diego yeah absolutely like you know she's just completely nuts but like on the same level as him can like they can both handle themselves clearly both have the hots for each other which they end up enacting on it's like it's Mm -hmm. but there's a lot more to her character and i love how they play into that during it which is something that funnily enough the comics haven't really delved into at least as far as i'm aware i don't know if number three volume three does but at least in the first two volumes they don't really delve into it in the in the comics, Diego is in love with Vanya. He has a crush on Vanya. Mm-hmm. So it's it's another Luther Allison situation. Yeah, but, but I mean, really... I mean, more like the reveal of who um, who Leila is, like who. Oh she right, right, right. Actually... Well, we could talk about that when we talk about the ending, yeah. like the very because that's that's all sums up what it is. Yeah, so um, like that. But her and... character, she becomes like the ride along and like goes along with Diego and helps him break out of the sanitarium later. They both escaped mm-hmm. together. Um, no thanks to Five, who went to visit him there, found out what he was up to, and basically ratted out that he was trying to break out his bars at, um, and got him locked up even more. Yeah, they sh- they shove him in the um. Oh, what's the the pad padded up room? The padded oh yeah, up the cell. solitary confinement. Yeah, he gets yeah. he gets stuck in there himself to keep him out of trouble. And then after that, there's Allison, and she becomes she gets married to ray chestnut is it ray or roy ray 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 chestnut Chestnut. and the two of them are civil rights activists Mm -hmm. for the time and that's one of the more tame storylines well it's it doesn't get too crazy it's more i would imagine uh emotional kind of like hers and vanya's are very much emotional arts yeah it's more of the it's more the historical timeline as well because and Oh, right. Tommy's even saying in chat, you know, loved how they tied all the historical events in and the set-in scene was powerful. I was very happy when it's the scene where Allison, <clears throat> and when she first goes to the past, she walks right into that diner and then the guy points to the whites only sign. Mm-hmm. And I was happy they actually did that because I, I, I've seen in a lot of shows, like like I always think the like the CW, like the leagues of uh, Legends of Tomorrow, mm-hmm. like whenever they go into the past and it's like, a person of color everyone treats them normally and they don't acknowledge yeah. that like you know that there was racism so i was actually very surprised that the show was mature enough to be like no we're going to tackle this so yeah because like not only did they have that her walk in there but like you said you like her and the man she ends up marrying ray chestnut and um, they are activists and they do and mm-hmm. like the whole thing that's happening is that because kennedy's coming into town they're planning a sit-in event at that very cafe she first walked into Mm-hmm. literally just to go in there get the press around it and do it at a time when we're going to have kennedy coming in and just to get more like you know publicity around about it and um, and it is it's done really well like it's you even get to see a lot of that like when you see her flashbacks and what happened into her and stuff and i was surprised with how topical it ended up being mm-hmm. with like some of the particular scenes with you know the com you know because this was made i guess last year or, or at least earlier this year in terms yeah. of filming. And, and I was surprised with how a lot of scenes reflected like conversations we're having now in, in the United States. So oh, yeah. uh, like I'm thinking, 
I think like when the when the police come to the like the peaceful protest at the diner, and it's sort of like that man's beating her husband to near death, and, yeah. and something like that. Just like the ex- excessive brutality, and I and I thought, wow, you know, it kind of like matched up with you know things people are talking about. Yeah, and it's, and it's cool to see that reflected. And I just have to mention that scene as well, like you said, when they set in, like when they the police come in and start dragging people out, and when Ray goes uh, is taken out and starts getting like literally beaten to death, mm-hmm. like you know, for the first time since she's been back in the past, we see her using her powers, and she rumors the police officer to leave him alone. But oh, then, and then that triggers. But then that starts other... triggering him of like that of like, who are you? Like a black woman walked up to a policeman and said something, whispered in his ear. And he just walked away and stopped what he was doing to me. Like, you're like, you're on the inside. You're like a, you know, you're a mole. You're, spy, yeah. You know what I mean? You're a spy for them that's getting in the inside and finding out what we're doing. I'm like, because no black woman saying anything to a white man, especially a police officer, would have got him to stop. Right. And like, so it creates this whole dynamic of like, well, now she's in the point of like, does she let him go away or does she tell her husband who she is and what she can do? And you she know. does, but it, as I was, like, I was sort of alluding to it in terms of like the emotional aspect, like she does share with him that she has powers and that, you know, she could do these things and who, what her past is, which is actually the future for, for yeah. Ray. And in the beginning, like it, he almost, he enjoys it. He, he being able to use her powers for their benefit because they get to experience things that they wouldn't have normally done at that time. And it slowly is revealed, like, I guess, which was part of Allison's problem in, in season one as well, that she uses her powers to her own benefit and to her own advantage. Like when she yeah. goes back to the diner and she yes. hurts the, uh, the employee there. Just And you could argue that, yeah, it is somewhat justified, but it's something done out of pure uh, spite or, or just malintent. Like she wants to see this man in pain and then you get to see ray react to it and it's slowly yeah and you get to see ray because you know that's the whole thing with peaceful protests you're supposed to be uh bigger than the people attacking you and ray and then as well like just i love that portrayal of her powers as well the fact that they show that like the fact Mm -hmm. of like yeah she could rumor people yeah she could she could fix a lot of stuff by it but like there's almost that like addictive power to it as well well, that's like, what happens in season one. She uses it against her own family, her mm-hmm. husband and daughter, and that's yeah. why she has that sort of problem with it. And it, it, it's it, it's almost like a neat metaphor for addiction, in, in a sense. Yeah. And like that, that was almost like a relapse. And then Ray was sort of like the guy who brought her down. But it did create that other thing. Like, have you ever used that on me? And that sort of fear, yeah. where it's like and you wouldn't even know. And it's just sort of like these two people trying to come to terms with that, which I think is a pretty realistic and often unseen thing in, in superhero media, where yeah. it's like, have you used your powers against me or something something like that, like of using it to almost manipulate the people you care about. Yeah. So that's very cool to see in, in a superhero show. No, absolutely. And I think Allison and Ray's story really, it, it really creates a nice little bit of breathing room. Mm-hmm. for some of the other stuff that's going on because obviously the stuff all the stuff that's around like number five and stuff is like all focused on stopping the apocalypse that's his thing mm-hmm. that's, that's always his thing because like he's the only one that really can and they can really step into some of those roles but then they get like breakups like that where you get the stuff with allison and ray and then obviously we're going to touch on and um, vanya as well the stuff with vanya and her story like 
they create like great little breakups and great little stories to get invested in in the midst of this so it's mm-hmm. not just like crazy like how do we stop the apocalypse like no you actually care for what these characters are going through you care yeah, for their it, situations it's it almost has that dramatic irony as well that like despite you can care about their storylines you know it all ends with them leaving in the sense like they mm-hmm. can't stay there forever and it, even a it, and it's just gonna affect everything in the long run um because you know they're gonna stop they're gonna stop doomsday but they also have to go back to their own time so it's yeah. almost sad to know that despite the fact you could really like the relationships and character development they have in the past it, it's not it's all fleeting so it's it's, it's it didn't mean to get so melancholy there but no uh, but it's absolutely because like i mean we even get that like when she talks to ray and then she's honest with him like i have to go back i, I, I was quite back. surprised they didn't bring him to the to the future any yeah. of them for that matter i i really thought they were going to set that yeah, up yeah uh, i thought they were going to set something up but like i i love the way they do his though because it is very heartbreaking like the fact that he's like all the stuff you've told me that's going to happen like He's almost like I have to be here to make sure it does happen, mm-hmm. you know. And like, and she's like, "But I can't stay." And it's like, it's just that you do feel the heart of both of them, like how much they love each other, but like they have to go their Split own up. paths. And it's like, um, I I will admit, I do, I did like, I always like that love story more than Luther and Allison. I feel like the Luther Allison thing's a little strange. It is but... a little strange. It's like I. I don't mind it in the comic as much. I think because they don't like fully. I think they delve a lot more into the show that there's something between Luther and Allison. Mm-hmm. But like, it's I don't know yet. It just feels very awkward and weird. Gives me, and... A, gives me a Royal Tenenbaums vibe if you've ever watched that film. Yeah, it's like it's because I don't know what it is. I don't know if it is because like they're brother and sister. You know, kind of technically. Technically. <laughs> Um, Any t- I heard a quote somewhere like anytime technically comes into a situation you know it's wrong <laughs> like... yeah. yeah 100% it's like that it's like, they're technically brother and sister and I'm like well yeah they've been literally been raised from babies like they were brother and sister so it's like mm-hmm. I, I, it, it really isn't a thing about like who your mom is at this point it's like yeah you pretty much are brother and sister and and I don't know if it's just the way they play it because they try to play it that sort of way but it's like yeah it's it's, it's very weird. I, I I thought they were gonna bury that in this season. Would you, like when he come when Luther comes to her house with like uh, the chocolates, and he's like, "Okay, gonna win my love of my life back." And then Ray's like, "Hey, what are you doing, man?" <laughs> and then he, I was surprised Luther didn't just like lose it because he's like sitting there like a broken man just eating chocolates. Yeah, and... that is like that could be one of my favorite scenes though. Was like Ray, like who the hell is this guy? And Luther's just sitting there eating these chocolates that are for his sister. Yeah, and he's like, "You're you're her brother." I, I, like, I do. You know what I mean? It. You've got this beautiful black woman and this massive, like bald white dude. Keeps yeah, and that's like, like her entire her, family. Like all like, these white people keep showing up. I know, and it's like, it's like so you've literally got this guy who looks like you know if you said he was a neo-Nazi, you'd probably like yeah he kind of fits a big white dude with a bald head, and I'm like, and it's yep. your brother. I was like really, um seems a little fishy it seemed like he was like something's not right here like oh yeah he was definitely like okay yeah something's going on it's not normal uh tommy in the chat saying i thought vanya was going to take harlan to the future yeah i I honestly thought like um we're going to the vanya stuff but i kind of thought they were maybe going to go to the future as well yeah sissy Uh, and harlan yeah that's it. i couldn't remember mom's name there but sissy yeah and then we've got um 
Humor Whittle saying hello, hello. Hope the stream's going well. It is, my man. Massive shout out as well. And Chucks, quickly. Thank you. To one geek for eleven. Go check them out. We had them on the show um a couple of weeks ago, okay. talking about um event and um, talking about the MCU Phase Two. So they were a lot of fun. Go check out their podcast. They film on Monday nights, um, and do it live here on Twitch as well. So definitely go and check them out, guys. Um, yeah, so but yeah, Vanya, so you, Vanya story. You, 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 so Vanya is in the most interesting position because obviously like she, end of season one she's the villain she's a white violin she's in full like power mode she creates the apocalypse she blows up the moon and they take her with them mm-hmm. um, and then she gets hit by a car <laughs> yeah she lands alone there's no one else with her she wanders out into the street and gets hit with a car so our starting point like once like five lands and like this is the time period we're in she's already been there for a little bit but she is no memory she doesn't remember who she is she doesn't remember where she's from doesn't remember her family her powers anything and the nicest family in the world has just taken the stranger in yeah they are so lovely sissy is just so sweet yeah i love her so much i like and and I've got to say as well, I completely connected with this family on a totally different level because, like, watching um, Harlan in the show, like, mm-hmm. 100% he's autistic. Right. And, like, and I've got an autistic son myself, so, like, I'm watching mm-hmm. this family and watching them connect in a totally different way. Like, I understand the stress that she's under and what she's feeling and how that is to have an autistic son that you can't understand. And I'm like, my heart's, like, breaking for her watching this show. I suppose that's good. Like, that's what representation's all about and i feel like this show does pretty well with that sort of thing you oh know? yeah like they, yeah 100%. they managed to include a lot of different groups in a lot of different settings and i think that's to the show's benefit that it's that it is quite diverse in terms of oh yeah 100 like, percent. like i love the fact like in the comics like even most of the team most of the umbrella academy most of them are white like they're pretty they're, they're all white <laughs> yeah they're all the, white uh... actually yeah they are they're all white and like but in this one like there's such a plethora of like races and colors and creeds and you know backgrounds and it's like that's really cool that we've kind of like diversified that and then you know the inclusion of harlan is autistic like that's a cool diversity and then that leads into more diversity and i swear to you watching the episodes like where she's sitting with sissy and like Mm -hmm. they kind of start hinting towards them i was literally thinking because i was thinking ellen page is gay herself right yeah and i'm thinking like i was thinking episode one i'm like Hmm. they put a boyfriend with her like they gave her a guy that she was interested in and stuff and i started thinking about it. i'm thinking about how stuff's portrayed how they try and like portray stuff more on screen i was like i wonder if, <coughs> i wonder why they didn't give her a girlfriend and why they didn't have like a whole you know representation of a lesbian story and then we start getting that it starts going down yeah. that road like literally right after i thought that i'm like oh okay we're doing that okay <laughs> Yeah, I like how they barely acknowledge it. Like, oh yeah, you dated this weirdo, and then they just move on. Oh, that's amazing. I love the fact they mentioned that when they're they're in the the, the hair salon with her, and our memories yeah. haven't came back. And they mentioned, oh yeah, and that weirdo, and she's like, wait, what? What happened? <laughs> you know, it's I guess I guess what is it? I guess I guess money's technically by because yeah. of the show. And then I I, 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 Klaus, I don't even know. It seems like he's just like pansexual. Like he's just willing for anything. Yeah, he's like he's just open to whatever comes along because like right because like clearly but, like because he, he talks about it like they go into his story as well. Like the love of his life was you know David, the guy he met when he was mm-hmm. transported to Vietnam in season one. But like they but clearly also, they clearly hint that he's sleeping with just whoever in his cult as well. 
Yeah, he's having orgies with his cult. So it's like, okay, this guy's just willing to do whatever. He's yeah, he's he's, he's he's just doing whatever. Like if like you want to have sex, yeah, good. Man, <laughs> women, all, neither, doesn't matter, just get in here. It's like he's yep. he's open for whatever at this point. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's neat to see. Uh yeah, sure is. But and then yeah, but okay, let's get back to Vanya before we go on the tangent of sex yeah. cults. Uh so yeah, no, Vanya's whole thing is that it's it's almost like this forbidden love where Yeah, because like yeah, because Sissy's married, like let's put that out there as well. Most mm-hmm. of you have probably seen it or you should have, or you don't care about spoilers. But like, yeah, she's married to a guy and and the thing is, like, he's he's a nice enough dude. He's like he's a guy at that era who's very much like a the workaholic dad who's trying to provide the life for that and like and yeah, he's he's rough around the edges but like he's not even like i wouldn't even say fully abusive like because it even gets to the point he finds out about them like being mm-hmm. together and stuff like that and he even threatens to take away harlan and and like to take him to someone who's going to help him and it's like and it's obviously played more like to be a villain thing of like that oh my goodness he's terrible for doing that and i'm like i'll be honest i'm feeling the pain of the dad of like having an autistic son i have no clue what to do and if that's what was told at the time like it was like that's what's going to help then of you course, do it of course he's going to do that because that's what you thought you did to help but then again like the reason why he's doing it isn't it's it's not really more so for harlan but more out of spite against yeah. sissy yeah so, it's more spite for her and i'm like I, and there's definitely more villainous tones like that the way he behaves but i don't yeah, know I, I guess i'm kind of like it's he's not a bad guy in that sense like like even like even his reaction like you know it's like whether it's a man or a woman like he's just watched his wife like cheating on him right yeah i'd be mad as well <laughs> yeah yeah no you're right uh it's just like i i think i think the most villainous scene is when he takes vanya out to the cow pasture yeah and that he basically scene. just like tells her like you have to cut the infection out before it spreads yeah right? because it's like it's very much like a treating her like you're gay you're a disease so yeah like, so i have to like cut it's you like you're out tainting my beautiful family and it's like uh, it's not even a case of like oh yeah you're cheating on my wife's cheating on me with you so that's a problem it's like no it's like you're the disease and it needs to be cut out and i'm like okay we're definitely going full on with this one let's which yeah. you know yeah it was the 1960s like yeah that was generally the reaction at that sort of era you know or watching yeah that there's something wrong with you mentally like yeah. that's because that's how he treats his wife it's just like you're, you've gone off like the deep end or something yeah it's like she's corrupted uh, you and taking you down this yeah. path and all this stuff and it's like you know it's like and yeah it's, i love the way they portray that though it's kind of the same as we we're talking about like the way they're portraying like the sit-ins and the police brutality to black people and mm-hmm. stuff like as much as it's stuff that's going on today like in that time era like i love that they're not shying away from that like that's yeah that's what it would have been like yeah like, yeah, the homosexuality wasn't a thing that was acknowledged then. You, no, you, no. You don't talk about that. You don't, you know, that's, you know, I mean, that's when they were putting people through those therapies and those different things to, like, you know, change their brain patterns and stuff. And the way I always and, hear about it, they told, like, they told people, if you're going to do it, you got to be discreet, you know? Like, yeah, you can't, like, you, you can't you, that do wasn't it a public about. thing. You know, and don't get me wrong, people still get absolute abuse for it today, but, like, of course. But it, at least we've came far enough we can admit it's a thing yeah you know it's like, like it's, well, well we're at a point where like if 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 like two men walk down the street holding hands no one's gonna bat an eye for the most part you know yeah it's like it's, it's something like oh yeah they're in a relationship you know it's like even like you know someone saying that they've got a, you know a guy saying they've got a boyfriend or a woman saying they've got a girlfriend like yeah it's it, it's stuff that like you you 
you are okay hearing now like you, you're aware it's a thing and like you can hear it you know mm-hmm. like and we also then, have to remember they're they're deep in the american south <laughs> in yes this way, in that's this, right i mean uh, like they're in dallas they're in texas so like you're about as south as you can get with this stuff which is, <laughs> you know right <laughs> but it's yeah. good no it's like you said it's good they don't shy away from it they tackle it and they address it and it's just and it's it, it's always it's like i was saying earlier it's almost sad because you know these people can't fully do what they want to do or go to the extent they can and i think it, it's also while we complained that it's somewhat disappointing that the the love interests uh could not go to the future it's it's almost cool to see that they're like no this is the time i'm from yeah like i'm going to face the obstacles of my time because it's all leading towards a better better future no absolutely and let's let's talk about that a little bit because we are kind of coming to the end of our time you know um, okay just we're at about an hour 50 so i want to try and wrap up around about the two hour mark somewhere so i want to kind of delve into the the ending and looking at kind of like the the time bureau stuff leading into that okay that becomes the big finale and that's also what kind of leads to the whole sissy and um, not going with vanya and mm-hmm. um, because of what happens with that and um, so yeah so the time bureau definitely appears back in this which i i love the way it's set up like even like the first appearance in it like they sets five on his mission is uh-huh. the return of hazel which yeah. is a complete cameo at the start that i was not expecting because like if you read the comics hazel and chacha are not in it for long no they get killed off they're like in it for a few pages and they get killed off they have this whole story in the first scene hazel's got this whole romantic interest with the donut lady <laughs> and all this it's yeah. like it's, and i'm i was so invested in that um, <laughs> so hazel comes and he's the one that gives five the stuff to kind of start him off on this journey mm-hmm. and that he's on and then he gets killed which absolutely sucks a lot um what's it gonna do with that character really like he got his like he got his uh, story, sunset like, moment yeah you know? he got his sunset moment and it was so cool so it was a complete shock seeing him again because they hadn't said anything about him in back uh just in the chat quickly kind of saying it's like really like where they ended with Vanya's season yeah where they ended up with mm-hmm. her i think it was a really good story and then woo dallas and <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah so like the time bureau thing whole com- comes up all over again and um, the handler is back which i kind of hate dead. umbrella academy's freaking social media because like the day after it dropped they, they revealed had, that they had the alive. handler up on all their social media like her return stuff like no one knew she was back you should have kept that quiet in social yeah. media for at least a week because that was such a shock seeing that she had came back because we thought she was dead she'd to literally be honest, been shot in the head you know i had i had forgotten who the handler was <laughs> to, be, to be perfectly honest until like like who's this lady and then and because then, it's been so long since i've seen season one. Oh yeah yeah and then and then they fill you in i'm like oh yeah now i remember but she's such a fantastic character that actress i don't know the actress's name do you uh not off the top of my head no yeah, but she, well, she's amazing. but she's she chews the scenery you know that oh, woman yeah. just loving what she's doing there she's like, amazing just being, the, just being evil but and then her the whole, whole thing with uh, oh, her, please. Just gonna say, her whole story is she comes back to the time bureau because that's where she works and she finds out she's basically being replaced mm-hmm. um, aj carmichael I love AJ. AJ's amazing. He's AJ probably for- the most crazy character. I, I in need the to find a picture of him as we're talking about him because, like, if you AJ is not your typical sort of character that you should, would imagine. Should I say what he is, or do you want to get the picture up? Uh, you can see what he is. I'll show a picture in a minute. He's basically a fish. 
in a robot body who a chain smoking fish at that all right here's the first pictures i can find of him he's a fish inside a fish bowl on top of a robot body who i love the fact they had that as well as him sitting at the desk talking you know, with her fantastic. and he's got a cigarette lit and he's putting it in this hole and it breathes in and then it like it puffs up into the fish and i'm like that fish is freaking smoking what yeah. <laughs> like, you wouldn't have thought about that in a billion years it's like well you know what we need in this show a chain smoking fish but i love that they included them because like in season one when they had the handler like she's not in the comics like it's it's literally like aj that's in charge of the bureau and i'm like okay so we're not going to do that like of course it's a fish in a mechanical suit I lost my mind when I realized they brought him in for season two. I was like, yes. I was quite surprised. Like I said, that's probably the craziest character they've had so far in any yeah, season. Yeah, 100%. That's the most out there. Like, this fish is in charge. And, and so her basically thing is, like, trying to overthrow him and take back the Bureau, which she does. Because mm -hmm. she with basically... Help. With help. Because she basically lures number five into this. I was I was setting you up for Lila. Oh, for Lila, yeah. Uh, I was going to come to her as well. So Lila, who was Diego's fancy woman in the sanitarium, is actually a plant. We find out she's the the daughter, daughter. the adoptive daughter of the handler, and mm -hmm. um, who she is basically raised to be in this business since she was a child, literally. Um, yeah. And you get to see that not only is she like a trained uh, time commission, like uh, security person, but she's also one of the children born on that day. That blew my mind. Didn't see that coming at all. No. In the comics, just for a hint of it, like they, they say at the start, there's 43 kids who were born and Hargreaves found seven of them. There is no hint to the other kids. Well. There's no hint to the other to the other children and who they were, and, no. and out of nowhere it's like, because you just think, oh yeah, Lila's like she works for the handler. She was taken. You find out she was taken as a child. Her parents were killed by number five, and mm -hmm. um, so she has a hatred towards him. But on that, like the handler like found her and basically adopted her and took her in and raised her. And you find out like she's the one that had her parents killed, and the reason is literally because she is one of the kids. She has powers just like the the Umbrella Academy. And her power is that she can mimic other people's powers. Yeah, she's a mimic. So like she that's how we find her powers out is literally um in the end scene we see, you know, Vanya uses her. Vanya's like, got her memories powers. back. She starts using her powers against a horde, this massive amount of time agents all charging. And she like opens this blast and launches all of them. And then out of nowhere, Lila lifts off the ground when she's given the go-ahead and blasts her back. And it was like, oh my goodness. I, I literally thought it was like, oh my goodness, there's another white violin. It's another Vanya. Yeah, I thought that too. I thought that they were setting up that they like used her DNA or something. Yeah, and it gave and her, like, her abilities. It... And then you find out, no, she can mimic everyone. Because like, her and Fi start having this amazing teleportation fight going all yeah. over the freaking place fighting with each other and it's like she can copy their powers and you find out she's one of the kids mm -hmm. it's like oh my goodness and like I, I did not see it coming and that's how they win her over in the end by like because her relationship with the handler isn't exactly the best so they win her over essentially by reveal basically by saying you're one of us 
and we understand you especially where they're coming from too because they didn't have a good childhood as well uh and then the handler uh kills all of them yeah only that, for that's amazing because i love that because i knew that was coming back because the they do have a scene earlier i'm not going to really dive much into it but like where they actually meet up with their father and they have a sit down because they keep trying to get in touch with him yeah and to see if he can help and they have a sit down with their father which which goes about as badly as it could possibly go for them with them all arguing and fighting they all embarrass themselves (laughs) in front of him and except and the only one he likes is five yeah he calls on five who of course is pretty close to his age even though he looks like a teenager you know it's like so the two of them go and they have a drink together at the bar while the rest of them won't get thrown out uh-huh. and he's talking to him about his time travel i'm like i can't control it like i just i seem to just launch to these places i don't have as much power he's, and he tells him start with seconds not years and decades mm-hmm. and of course that comes back in the finale which like of course it is that was like a setup and a half yeah you um, knew it was gonna happen eventually but like That's but the handler comes in massacres all of them so five uses his ability to time jump back literal seconds before she walks on the door and stop her mm-hmm. and then I... and then she herself ends up getting killed by another amazing group of people we've not even had a chance to touch on the swedes the swedes the trio of other... swedish brothers who are like time agent killers as well just like what five used to be and what hazel and chacha were in season one right I, I don't know. I don't think there's too much to discover or to discuss about the Swedes other than, you know, like they, they, I felt they were probably the most bland part of the season. Yeah, they were pretty the... they were pretty bland, but I feel like they were kind of written that way though. Like they were intended yeah. to be kind of bland. Um, the only big thing is that the fact of the handler uses them like for her own devices. Like she makes up a fake thing to send uh, like missions for them. Yeah, she gets the one brother killed and yeah. then the other one gets killed by <laughs> Allison. Yeah, by right, Allison, so really and one, then so the final, the final Swede goes to where the big final finale is happening and takes her out. Um, and also as well, the whole big thing with this finale is well, and Vanya didn't remember who she was. I forgot his name already. The kid, Harlan. Harlan. Well, Harlan like gets freaked out about her talking about to Sissy about leaving. He runs off. Mm-hmm. and he actually dies because they kind of hint that he's like possibly drowning and stuff in a lake yeah. that's there and um, but at the end they confirm actually he did die and vanya brought him back by giving him yeah. a piece of her power yeah so she does mouth to mouth and a part of her power passes into him which starts making him like lose it like because there's a whole big confrontation between his mom and his dad trying to take mm-hmm. him away and um his mom manages to get him but his dad gets a gun and shoots um, sissy and, and he shoots sissy and harlan like kind of ricochets the bullet yeah. to hit the father yeah he goes to shoot sissy harlan i had to think about the, the way that went there for a minute i'm like he's <laughs> yeah. going a million miles an hour and like harlan steps in blocks the bullet it bounces off hits the dad dad's down dad's dead you know but harlan starts like freaking out his powers start going crazy like full-blown like vanya's powers um so they have to go so like Vanya decides she has to go because there's a whole big thing of them like getting the briefcase when um, number five helped the -hmm. handler get back to her top position and they missed that time jump line so after that when they're all sitting around talking she decides she's going to go and help Harlan because he's got this power now 
Right. The rest of them aren't going to do it at first, and then I, lo- I love that scene where they all like pile into the family station wagon. Like, yeah, and they, <laughs> they all, all drive go. to the farm, and I love Luther climbing in the back, and the car like drops. Um, <laughs> do you but... feel that they're setting stuff up with Harlan because they it, there's that odd conversation between him and the handler, and eventually they they quell down you know it, the the his powers right? Yeah, they quell but him down, and she with... like takes them back. But then there's like yeah. that little scene at the end where you see Sissy and him driving like she's going to start a new life. And he's levitating something. And like, and he levitates something that's like, maybe he's not quite... I'm wondering if that's somehow going to tie into like, maybe somehow the fact that the kids that were born, like the 43 kids, or if it's going to be something that comes up in the next season, like he's now a person with powers that's been around. Um, I would be... I would be... Uh, I would be upset if they do this, but I wouldn't be surprised if maybe in the future, or I guess the present, he's like he's grown up and maybe he's uh, a villain or a hero or, or something like because i feel you don't just put that in for no reason you know you'd like you'd like to see a bit of a payoff yeah but uh i, I wouldn't be surprised if they just like that's like a nice little bookend that now he has this little special ability i've got um, a feeling like we'll see something of it in season three like even if it's not a massive thing it's going to be a little thing because i think they do that they like to kind of like bookend and like we did yeah. with Hazel, like Hazel got his like moment in the sun, but then there was a little hint to him in this season, like at the start. So I think there's going to mm-hmm. be at least something if it's not a big thing. I think you're one hundred percent right in the sense that like, if we're going to tie this into the ending, like you know they pretty much resolve everything. They stop yeah. Doomsday, they stop the Handler, and everything kind of sets them up so they can go back to the future. And yeah. when they're there, be it's it's one of those things because of their actions in the past they have changed the future yeah completely so. blown away with that like they come back into the umbrella academy or what Which they rebuilt or what they think is the umbrella academy and because they walk in and they're like it's so good to be home and their dad stands up out of his chair at the fireplace and turns around to them mm-hmm. and it's like okay wow um like, and then Ben appears. And then Ben appears, who we didn't even get into that whole thing with him, the fact that Vanya was like the reason that JFK was going to survive and start the whole war, so Ben sacrifices himself to stop her. So at this mm-hmm. point, we're like, Ben's gone forever. And he's back! <laughs> and then he's back with a new team that's in the shadows that look like the, the new Sparrow Umbrella Academy. But yeah, but they're not the Umbrella Academy, they're the Sparrow Academy. But you, I liked how... Uh, Reginald Hargreaves like he's just been waiting for them to come back and it gave me that inclination that because they kept messing with him in the past he's like I'm not adopting these people like these children he's like I don't want to deal with these if they like I need to be better like I need to get better because that's the type of character he is where it's like if I can make it better despite the 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 method I'm going to do it so I think that's the sort of thing it's like if they all grew up to be like these sad sap like weirdos i'm just gonna get new kids this time yeah. around because that's it like i'm i'm interested to see this because obviously we've got lila as a setup of one of the other kids and i'm like i'm interested to see okay so is this like this new team of kids who are probably all kids who were born at the time and like you said it's probably a different group because it's like i'm not going to take them on well in, in they're from volume three and i, I was going to talk oh. about this earlier um but i know we're a little bit short for time i'll try to be succinct but um in volume three, there's Vanya's whole story is that she meets these people which turn out to be the Sparrow Academy. And oh, okay. it's not Reginald Hargreaves, it's this other guy. It's basically a similar person has done the same 
uh, experiment. And the Sparrow Academy is an entirely different entity. And they are just like superheroes where they, they have full costumes and everything. Uh, but it seems, and Ben's not a part of it. It's just new characters. Okay, so, that's interesting how they've tied that in. Then, all right, I need to get caught up with Volume Three going into this, especially Spiral Academy are part of it. But like, yeah, yeah Volume that's... Three, they're skipping over entirely. They're they're. It seems as though because Gerard Wade says he's writing Volume Four right now, and that's going to be all about the Sparrow Academy. So okay, so that makes sense though because they've not really touched on the super heroics and like the super villain esqueness of the yeah, Umbrella I Academy. Could... So doing with a whole the show, it is. That, with the type of show it is, you're not going to make season three like, and then they go to an interdimensional prison that's a hotel full of super villains. Like, no, you're not. It makes sense. Like, oh no, now they have to deal with like a rival team, and they all have to like learn to readjust with that. Yeah, it's like, nah, they're not. They're not going to do that. So it makes sense going to them, and just to catch up with the chat as well as we're finishing up. You, Tommy says like, yeah, definitely, New Five was going to rewind time in the barn. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, they absolutely set that up. The camera saying I uh, did not like the Swedes. They were pretty boring, especially compared to Hazel and Cha Cha. Like, yeah, right. Yeah, definitely compared to Hazel and Cha Cha in season one, they're not on their level at all. Uh, Tommy said the Swedes reminded me of the characters I've seen somewhere before. Yeah, I feel like that as well. I feel like I've seen characters like that and other things. I I heard someone say describe them. They gave them like Matrix vibes. You know, just like I can see that. Yeah, I can see how, like yeah. Matrix Reloaded, like those freaky white ghost things. Yeah. Um, and Thomas says, I feel like Harlan will save them from the Sparrow Academy initially. I'm like, I feel like Harlan's going to play into that then if they're going to do like Umbrella Academy versus Sparrow Academy sort of thing. Like, I think we could see Harlan play into that. That you know, and we need to see if Harlan was part of the Sparrow Academy. Like, that's what know. I was thinking actually. Maybe he'll be part of it. Mm -hmm. That'd be cool. Um, but yeah, so I'm going to kind of wrap us up here with that. We've Wow, that was hard to condense down. Like we had two hours to condense and that we, down to. We missed a lot, though. We missed. Oh, we barely. Yeah, there's we, so much stuff we did not get into. Like that scraping the surface. If you have not watched um, Umbrella Academy season two, or have not finished watching it, by all means, go check it out. It is on Netflix right now. Keep the conversations going with us on our Discord, on our social media. One hundred percent. You want to talk to me about Umbrella Academy? I will happily talk about Umbrella Academy. I, I think it. I think we could both recommend it. We could both recommend the comics and the yeah. show. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. If you've not seen it on Netflix or you've only seen bits and pieces, go check it out. One hundred percent. One of my favorite shows. I love it. And if you have never read the comics, go read the comics. They they are amazing. I adore because it's not the comics. just it's not just a superhero show as we kind of just talked about. It it's got a lot of things going on for yeah. it. So if you like a specific type of so show, she, like like emotional drama, historical drama whatever or co comedy like it's got that flavor for you oh yeah so, it's got a bit of everything and just holding up the comics here go and check it out go and read these comics they are amazing gerard way like see if i had known who it was before i'd read the comic i probably wouldn't have given it two thoughts because i i'm not like a massive like i never was a fan of my chemical romance and i'm like gerard way i'd have been like why is he writing comics oh my goodness and i'm like but like when i found out the concept and i got so invested i'm like well i'm gonna have to check it out now and he is See if you like weird and bizarre stuff, like one of his inspirations he talks about all the time, especially with Doom Patrol, is like Grant Morrison's writing where he can go yeah. very crazy. If you like the bizarre and like that's a little bit, maybe not fully bizarre, but like off kilter, like it sits you on edge. Offbeat. Like, yeah, offbeat. Like, yeah, 100%, these comics are for you. And even if they're not, like, they're worth a check. They're worth a read at least once. I think they're yeah. even on. I think they're even on sale in Comicsology right now, um, because oh, cool. of the show dropping. So, go check it out. One hundred percent. 
do yourself a favour buy even on Comixology the first issue just give yourself the first issue and give it a try and see what you think 100% I think the show is a bit more accessible than the the books so you know if you like the show then maybe you can give the books a try which is yeah the show is the show is a good open door to Umbrella Academy right. and then like because like if you jump into the comics you're jumping in the deep end with that one <laughs> you really yeah. are I, like it's probably one of the most bizarre comics I've read but I love like off-kilter stuff like that I think it's great uh, Queen Gamington saying really enjoyed this podcast thank you so much Queen Gamington and Tommy yeah, saying I'm def- sticking around the whole time Tommy saying I'm definitely about to buy the comics tonight yeah go ahead and do that um, I said I was going to do it when there's more people in chat. Queen Gamington also does some gaming over on Facebook Gaming and Digital Unicorn Gaming. Go and check them out on that link I just put in the chat. Um, I know I usually only post people on um, Twitch and shout out there, but there's some good friends of mine that I've started to make over there, so go check them out. And Thomas saying, I was telling my wife that the Umbrella Academy gave me Heroes TV comics vibes. Yeah, kind of. It's like a little bit more off-kilter in some of it, but yeah, I can I can see that. Mm-hmm. like all the different stories like converging in together with the show like definitely yeah it feels more real yeah a little bit more real life to it um so one last thing as well we're going to put up lewis's um social media stuff again oh yeah yeah Th- thanks for having me on again i really appreciate it i really had a lot of fun i i, I just like talking about things like this yeah that's why i wanted to get you on because like we we honestly kind of hijacked part of the last time you were on um, yeah. just talking about random comic stuff so like I'm, I, so it's kind of like I need friend. to get you on to just actually talk not to interview about anything but just to talk comic stuff because why not yeah I had some friends who listened to that episode and they were like I wanted to hear you talk about writing but then you and the other guy talked about Batman for like 30 minutes <laughs> and I didn't even know what you guys were talking about and I'm like ah, oh, but that's the good stuff though like that's yeah. that's when you just get into it that's what happens when you get two people that do like really like comics and like love delving into those conversations like you get like I mean I, we've been running for about two hours that first hour is pretty much us rambling about stuff mm-hmm. and I yeah. love it don't get me wrong I love doing talks like that um but yeah, I've thrown up all the Lewis's hey, social medias there. Go ahead and give him a follow. As he said, he is now over at Scout Comics, as you said. Scout Comics. With an you amazing new project. Um, can't yeah, don't support m- any of my work. Everybody <laughs> out there, don't buy anything I make. And I'm not saying that to be funny. I'm saying that to be practical. Yeah, so right now, like he is the author of Villain Seeking Hero. It's a phenomenal comic, but at this time, do not purchase it. Once, don't. once that kind of changes over and we're hoping that'll be soon 100% we'll give you the go ahead I'll be posting you'll, on social media you'll, everyone will hear me screaming from the mountains when it's time to buy that book again but uh, um, right but now you can buy my romantic novella It Is I yeah. Do an anxious love story on Amazon go ahead and do that yep go ahead and buy that and keep an eye out for his work coming up from Scout Comics we can't say too much about that but again we'll be posting that on social media as well once that well, hopefully um, I could come back to talk about it. Yeah, once that's kind of dropping, like we'll definitely bring you on so we can push that as well because I'm excited for that one. So we'd love to have you back again, man. Absolutely. Anytime you want to come on the show, we'd love to have you here. Um, so we are going to wrap up, guys. Um, don't think there's anything else for you to plug since we're not plugging your current work. We've got your social media stuff up. Um, so I am going to quickly jump over to Twitch and see who we can drop a raid on if there's someone there. It's really like dropping a raid and just throwing in some love to someone and um, if there's anyone you guys know in chat that we could possibly jump into and... uh, oh we could drop in in comic pop they're actually playing the avengers game oh now. do that i love comic pop they're one of yeah. my favorite youtube channels i love them as well i like, I, I literally watched that show and i'm like me and sal are kindred spirits i think 
bearded yeah. heavy guys that like to complain about stuff i'm like 100 <laughs> he's, he's a kindred spirit to me <laughs> like i'd love to get him in the show and just like randomly talk with him oh, um, i'm sure he'd be down have you reached out i've not reached out to him yet i've tried to reach out to a few other people but i might actually reach out to him and see if he'd be up for appearing and like because i'm sure he'd be up for appearing and talking comics like he's if you've not checked him out guys check out the twitch when we drop it in there and then go on youtube check out comic pop i just i love that channel there's such great team um, but I'm going to say goodbye from us. Go stick around to go in with the raid. Please go in and show Comic Pop some love, even if you can't stick around for a long time once you drop there. Let's give them a big raid um, for everyone that's in chat. Show them some love, give them some follows, all of that sort of stuff. Lewis, as ever, thank you for coming on the show, man. Thank Good. you for having me. Definitely need to get you back on again. Um, and shout out for next week to the Infinity Bros. Isaac, at least, if not some more of them, are going to be joining me to talk about Amazing Spider Man and Amazing Spider Man 2. Ooh, uh, that's going to be a good episode. So Amazing Spider-Man will probably take up about 20 minutes. Amazing Spider-Man 2 will probably be the rest of the show <laughs> because there's a lot to talk about in that one. Um, so make sure you come back and join us. And then the following week after that, Nitro will be back. Um, so make right. sure you come and give him some love as well. But you all have an amazing week. Stay great, people, and be blessed. Excelsior. Thanks, guys. <laughs>